No, I do not know the midget stripper. I, I got a question for how would you brand her if she came to you? A midget stripper? Yeah. Shout out to Lil <laughs> Steph. Wow. Discipline is what's going to make sure that you do it no matter what. Like me giving up on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, TikTok, man. They kicked me off for some <laughs> Y'all don't want to hear that story. That's you want to hear that story. How do you get man, kicked off of TikTok? I have all of the business that I did at Interscope. That was a, that was definitely a highlight. You know, working with my mentor was a highlight. Um, working with my artist, Versus the Legend, uh, getting him his first Billboard plaque. You know, that was that was huge. I mean, that was that was a big thing. He was top. He was number twenty four on the Billboard on top one hundred Billboard. Nice. That was huge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you know. Uh, uh, Las Vegas Entrepreneurs Magazine Top 40 Under 40 uh, Entrepreneur That was huge That was huge for, for myself That was huge for Mozzie VS That was huge for Versa Legend So not only was I Getting myself You know I was making sure That my artists Were you know Getting the recognition For what they were working on And all of that Reflects the brand You know yeah. So once I You know I put out, I put out a lot of A lot of press reverse First did very well Last year Like I said After the billboard happened It was just like Everything was on fire You know what I'm saying A few other artists I was working with They, uh, they opened up For the Super Bowl This is available to the billions around the world on YouTube in 4K and audio streaming services like Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you like this content, please subscribe, like, comment, and share. And now onto the podcast. Yeah, I guess we'll just start. Um, I don't know if Hillary is doing anything currently. I haven't heard anything in a long time about Hillary Clinton. Like if she's retired, then does it matter? It's like, it's like if you pull somebody out of the game, but they ain't playing anyway. <laughs> she, well she sense. was she was uh oh i mean she mm, i would say she almost got there <laughs> she almost got the white house yeah yeah, yeah. or shoes and hand grenades yeah yeah <laughs> that's the only time <laughs> close matters yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right g6 in the house thank you for this opportunity we're just going to roll in and just uh, talk so tell tell us about your business how it got started and some of the achievements you got uh, yeah, man, G6 here. I appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, Money Train Management is a company I've had up now for about going on five years, uh, you know, in curation for the last maybe six or something like that. But uh, I like the moving. sound of that. Yeah, man, nothing stops Money Train. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's kind of been the model of everything, just uh, pushing the culture in Vegas, you know, pushing all of the marketing and branding and, you know, promoting a lot of artists and things like that. So, yeah. So Money Train primarily is a promotion company or what's, the, how would you describe uh, it? Management consulting. I would say management consulting. You know, so I, I consult a lot of artists. Uh, I consult a lot of creators, you know, nice. things like that and help market and things like that. Just put everybody, oh, Vegas needs that. I feel like Vegas doesn't, with the creators, a lot of people aren't putting the creators and putting the artists in certain positions. So yeah. that's what I'm here for. I'm an executive artist as well, you know, so it's like I make make music as well. So that's kind of, I kind of switch, switch lanes and said, nice. Know, fuck it, Is it on. primarily music or do you get into other... I get into other things. A lot of my artists actually, um, you know, they're creators and they are authors and things like that as well. So, you know, nice. and you know, you can kind of reverse engineer everything and you know, it's, it's the same, it's the same machine, you know, everybody yeah. needs press, everybody needs marketing, everybody needs branding. We're out here on this, you know, podcast. Yeah, me too. Like that. <laughs> hey, I can help, man. I can help man. whatever you guys need, man. Let's, let's, let's grow, let's grow the vibe. Let's grow the vibe. Let's grow the brand. What I, need, is, I need rich people to find this realtor. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Well, there you go. You, no, I've actually dealt with a couple of realtors as well. You know, yeah. helping them with, with press and things like that. Nice. And, you know, like I said, everybody needs press now. That's the that's the new vibe. Everybody's trying to grow their grow their brand. So that's yeah. what it is. How long have you been doing real estate? 
uh, here in Vegas, I think it's just over five years now. Oh. Uh, I was licensed in San Diego in California. Okay. Yeah. I came previously. from, I came from LA. Well, yeah, okay. Not yeah. San Diego, but I was, I was actually out in a day, uh, day going out too long ago. They yeah. popping, man. I like, yeah. I like the vibe. I like the vibe. If you can afford it, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. I heard it gets a little crazy. I heard that gets a little crazy. Yeah. What are some of the big clients or the biggest clients that you're working with right now? Uh, Mozzie VS, uh, that's one of that's my guy. He's a sporting, he's a sports betting king. As he as he goes by SBK, shouts out to Mozzie. Uh, he's been doing a lot. I've worked with. Um, I mean, he'd probably be the biggest one as like right now that we've been working hands on. That's my guy. I checked his Instagram. Man, he's throwing some like hundred fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollar bets on the oh, line. Yeah. It's not Ooh. a game. It's not a game, man. That's what he does. And like I said, I've never seen anybody do it to that level, you know. And and with the results, he's got his results is crazy. You know, I've never seen anybody getting checks from the casinos. You know, million dollar checks from the casinos. So, you know, he's he's very trusted in the city. You know, I haven't heard I haven't heard any bad reviews. So he's been doing his thing. Tony, you're only betting in the twenty thousands. Is that your limit? Nah, man. <laughs> I ain't got no luck but bad luck. I was gonna so say, I'm betting in the twenty thousands, nah, man. That's nah. we're doing something good. Nah, man. I, I, I wish. I wish twenty thousand dollar bet, Tony, man. Yo, I can't even win a damn doll in a in, in little with a carnival with my son. So I, <laughs> I can't be putting no money on the table like I that. Can, uh, you know, it's yeah, a different I'll, sport. I'll let yeah. Mozzie yeah. do that. Yeah. I just, you know, like no I, said, no I just support him and help him. We got, we got Joe logging in, logging uh, yeah. in from uh, I Portland. Should be here, I think. Yeah, you sound good. What's going on, Joe? What up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. You do any sports betting, Joe? Uh, no. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know anything about sports betting, so I let people make my picks for me whenever I do. That's what Mozzie's for, man. He may, he'll make the pick for you, man. Uh-huh. That's what he does. That's what well, he does. What's, um, what do you, what's Mozzie's secret? Or I mean, I'm guessing that's his. Obviously, that's his tell doing. Tell the secret. But right, uh, right, from right. what you know from the outside, what, what do you think some of I mean, his I, I know. I know. Um, I wouldn't say secrets. Um, I'm sure I mean, he has inside information, you know, just like any other person that's on that level. But um, what he does is what I appreciate that he does is he tells everybody, you know, bankroll management. You know, he doesn't want everybody to just go crazy. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's on a certain level. So I believe he, he gives good tips. You know, he's not just trying to take your money. You know, he's he's got, he's good financially. So it's not about money with him. It's about, you know, everybody feeling comfortable and just coming out on top. That's what he's about because it's his brand. So, you know, he's making picks for you and it's not just making picks for him. And he actually, a lot of people just make picks. He actually is betting as well. So it's like, he's not going to tell you something that he's not doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's very trusted when it comes to that. Yeah. I think on his either YouTube or Instagram, there was somewhere he was showing like the $250,000 bet where he, I mean, he's recording him getting out of the car, walking to the casino. Yep. He has like ba- uh, like in his backpack or his uh, briefcase or whatever, like a, mm-hmm. a chunk of money. Yep. Walks up to the cage. Oh, yeah, gives, he show, he shows yep. the whole process. Yep. He shows the whole process, and that's what that's what's gonna make people believe. You can't you can't front that. You can't make that up. Yeah, you know, yeah. He'll show the whole process. Mm-hmm. He'll make he'll tell you this is what's going on. Then he'll tell you you know this is this is what you got to do. This is how you get in contact with me. This is the website, and then he'll go through the whole process, and you know he'll document it as well. So that's what it's about. You gotta you gotta document the process so people believe it. What uh what marketing are you helping him with is it just is it the instagram part or is there other other Uh, pieces uh, with press i help him with a lot of press we should we do a lot of videos like book him a lot of podcasts and things like that so just get him get him out and get him more acclimated so people can actually see him as another side of that as opposed to just him doing that so when he gets out of that that's that's what i'm here for i'm here for so he can get on podcasts and just kind of blow up get him on magazines and things like that what are some of the magazines and um, radio stations that you've uh, gotten some of your clients on 
Uh, well, Mozzie in particular, he did, uh, you know, Jake Gallon's, uh, shout out to Jake Gallon. He did uh, Angie Martinez. A lot of uh, oh, yeah, yeah. basically everything in Vegas, you know, all of the top 25 out here in Vegas. I've, I booked them on basically, I'd say almost 10, uh, maybe a little less than 10 of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I also booked them out in San Diego. Um, and my yeah. shouts out to my guy also with the Spotlight Show. I booked him out there. Uh, so, yeah, that's a few. A few. I can nice. book him. You know, I've, I book a lot of my other artists at, you know, iHeartRadio, things like that. So. Yeah, we got Jake and Angie on this uh, podcast. Oh, for sure. There you um, go. Jake's yeah, yeah, I saw Jake and Angie on there. Yeah, yeah. Jake's doing, it looks like he's growing pretty fast. Yeah, for sure. I linked up with Jake uh, in a year's time. Last year, we linked up, man. You know, shouts out to Jake and, you know, just the growth. We've both been working with each other. And then I started booking him on different podcasts as well. Same with Angie, because, you know, that's that's kind of, you know, the money, my money train moves. You know, it's like once I link up with different, you know, most podcasters in the beginning, Angie didn't like in particular, she didn't even see it like that. Like, oh yeah, people actually want to, you know, see me and hear from me. So it's like, yeah, same thing with Jake, you know? So once they started moving, I mean, things started happening, you know, Jake, when I first met Jake last year, I, I think he might've had a low, like a, a little over a thousand followers. Now I think he's almost at like 10,000. So we've been yeah. doing a lot and I've been booking a lot of clients, um, a lot of my artists and a lot of clients on his show and Angie's show as well. So we've been working hand in hand, you know, just like I said, putting, building the city, you know, just yeah. putting things together. You know, that's what it's about when we're all creatives. Let's just put it together, you know? What do you think about paying for advertisement through like YouTube? So I started playing around with um, some of the YouTube videos and they have this, um, you could advertise your video where mm -hmm. it's something like whatever you, you put your budget, like $1 a day, $5 a day, 10, I, I don't, up to, I don't know, probably this unlimited. Is on, this is on YouTube. On it, YouTube. Yeah. Instagram. Okay. I'm not, I'm not oh, okay. sure, but cause Instagram does the same thing. Like, you know, you can do it on their thing. So you're, you're saying on, on YouTube, you've just been getting ad space. Uh, so it, I think it's the, when you pay for that, so you, on the, either the front landing page of YouTube, you could get posted up there as a featured or a, a, gotcha. a top suggestion. And, or if someone watches a video, I think at the end, at the, what is it, the bottom right or the right side, it could mm -hmm. put your video there. What do I think about it? I think that's, that's smart. I think that's what you should be doing. I think at the end of the day, you should be investing in yourself and however you can get yourself out there, do it. Cause that's the only way people are going to hear about you. You know, I would say a lot of people don't really understand how much it takes as opposed to, you know, a lot of people think viral is a thing or you just post something and it kind of pops off. It doesn't work like that. It's a lot of, it's a lot of marketing. It's a lot of marketing budgets and things like that, that go behind it. You know, that's why I like working behind the scenes so I could see more of what's pushing everybody to the forefront. It's not just a hit record. It's not just, you know, a dope, a dope talk show or a dope podcast. It's a lot that goes behind that. So marketing, that's smart. You know, I would, I would say invest more in that. Or have you seen on Instagram, like it, as it is like a $1 per view or cent, is it five cents per view or how, how's Instagram work on that one? When it comes to uh, marketing and promotions? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what you can do on Instagram, the basic one, um, if you post a picture, you see on the picture that you post, it'll say, uh, you know, if you want to boost it, you know, you can, or, or mm, post mm -hmm. this. A lot of, a lot of people don't even do that. You know, you can do that. Like you said, $1, $5, and it'll show you, it'll, it'll show you the scale. Like $1 will get you 200 more uh, views, you know, $5 might get you a thousand views and things like that. So, I mean, that's, that's one way of going about it. There's also, you know, you can go to digital marketers and things like that. You can come to money trade management. I can set you up, you know, I'll work with, you know, one of the top teams out here in Vegas, basically the number one team, you know, in digital marketing out here in Vegas. And, um, we, you know, we go behind the scenes, you're an engineer and stuff. So, you know, we kind of go behind yeah. the scenes and we start, we start doing what we got to do to get you popping. So, yeah. yeah, I have a friend that works in, I think it's banks. He's advertises for banks, but they use like big data, big data. So they'll pay Google from what I hear, 
something like $10,000 a month for the Google data. So Google knows a 26-year-old 26, 26 female just searched for this term, yeah. and then there's 10,000 others in that city. So so if that bank makes a advertisement that happens to tailor towards 26-year-old females, then they have that data and they could yeah. um, pay for it. So he, I was talking about my my podcast because mine's a lot smaller right now. And I was like, so what do you suggest? He's like, well, unfortunately, I'm just kind of telling a story. If you think no, of anything, no, I'm, I'm listening. This is this is what it, I'm I'm glad this is what we're diving into because this is what I want a lot of a lot of artists and upcoming people to understand. And let, keep going, man. So he then he said, everyone's doing it. Yep. If you don't pay to play, you're you're pretty much you're you're not going to exist. Yes. Sir. And I was like, damn. He's like, yeah. Even as little as five cents, two cents, whatever it is everyone's paying yeah everyone's paying for everything i mean it's just you know you, you at this point you're damn near paying to breathe you know you're paying for air <laughs> <laughs> you know while everything in life costs you know these, these coffee mugs and all, all mm. of the things that i'm watching that you branded you know it costs money for you to make that t-shirt it costs money for you to put this on these mugs so mm. yeah I, like i said that's that's what it is it's really about that it's about marketing it's about investing in yourself and ten thousand a month i mean that's a substantial budget that's that's right there you know that's that's where it's at you know for people that want to start doing like need management, things like that for me to book them on podcasts and me to get them press and stuff like that. I would say 25 to three grand a month is a great start. It's like, you know, it might sound like a lot to people if you don't have your, if you don't got your shit together, but if you got your shit together, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're talking about, um, in social media that it's not just fun and viral and whatever's right. happening. It's, <clears throat> it's a business and we're pushing right. to promote, we're paying to advertise like billboards and to get the views and for to get sure, for sure and, and press and, and make sure you get you guys um <clears throat> make sure you guys get press that's a lot of people don't understand that you know the road to getting more views and the road to getting you know more recognition is press and it's just like you were talking about so you know when i was a kid when we were kids you see somebody do something or they get a get press you you think that they did whatever they did and it just happened no, no, no. Somebody paid for that. You know, and no overnight success stories. There's no overnight success stories, and somebody paid for that. You know, like also for artists, if you see something on, you're in New York, you see something on, you know, Times Square. I mean, shit, that costs about seventy thousand just for you know a, a, an hour, a couple hours, or something like that. So, hmm. press is you got to pay. You got like you said, you got to pay to play. That's definitely what it is. And uh, marketing yourself and having that budget and having that confidence in yourself because that's all it's about. You know, all of these, all of these like outlets that we see, these platforms that we see. They put a lot of money behind it, you know? And like yeah. I said, I'm sure, I'm sure Jake, I know Jake invested in his, in his platform to watch himself grow. I know Angie invested in herself to watch, you know, and it happens. You watch it grow from, even with followers, you know? The, the word organic and one of, it's one of those things, it's like be authentic in what you're doing. But I mean, organic, everybody's paying for everything, whether it's followers, whether it's views and all of that type of stuff. And that's the road to even getting verified. You know, you need press behind it because that's what the verification is. It's telling you, mm verification is really saying this you are who you say you are so how are they going to know they have to go and find different outlets that have press about you just like you know i just saw jake you know he got a uh, press in forbes you know shout out to jake's so it's like now if so, when he's trying to get verified they're going to go check who's this jake gallon guy so they're going to go check oh he's got forbes he's got this he's got nice. that yeah. and that's what it's about what are some of the cheaper options for somebody starting out <laughs> well th those options <laughs> what's, what's the stepping cents? stones well those options are those <laughs> options are not um they're not that expensive um you know like if you if you're talking about one or two cents i, I don't know about the one or two cents but <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to like with artists and stuff like that um what i would say you know you do do a press release 
maybe one or two press releases a month. And, you know, those press releases range anywhere from $300 to, you know, if you want an upper echelon, you know, uh, associated press, it might hit you for a thousand or something like that. But, you know, two, $300, you know, people you spend that on sneakers, you know, so, so why, why wouldn't you invest that in your brand? That's going out on the wire. Going out on the wire. What do you mean? Like press wire. You know how they have. Oh yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's like, you yeah. know, different, you know, whether you, you can have it out in London, you can have yeah. it on the LA times, you know, any, any press, you know, so that stuff, it's not, it's not as, it's not as expensive as you think, you know, like I said, a couple hundred dollars, I would say do one or two a month, you know, and then by the end of that year, you could be verified. A lot of people don't even realize that's the road to verification. That's what they're checking. They're verifying that. And how do they know who you are, who you are? We have to, they have to go through other outside sources that are credible. Yeah. You know, so that's how, that's how they figure it out. A lot of people just think that's a know, good insight. That's yeah, a, good a lot of, a lot of people think the blue check just comes out of nowhere or something, you know, just like press comes out of nowhere. It doesn't, that's the, you got to pay for that. You got to pay to play. Also, I got to start buying better sneakers. <laughs> that too, that too. And putting up good content, you know, like I said, yeah. content, marketing yourself, promoting. Like I said, you guys, have, that's how I caught wind of it. You guys have a great, you know, this is a great platform. You guys put everything together well, you know, and like I said, you had, you had my people up here, you know, you had Angie and Jacob here. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, nice. And that's so that's when I sent you that I was actually on their platform. I was like, you got to rock with me, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah it's dope. What are you, what are some um, things that people should have together before they contact you? Meaning, so they either have a product, a business, or content that they're creating. Yeah. Uh, where have people contacted you and they didn't have certain things in place that you wish they had in place? If they don't say, say those three again? Uh, so if they, I mean, if they just had a product or a business and if they contact you, what should they have in place before they contact you to advertise better or to, to advertise Bel more? Belief in their brand. Uh, they, had, they need to have belief in their brand. You know, you don't need a, you don't need a million dollars, you don't need a hundred thousand dollars, but believe in your brand because if I know that you believe in it, then now I can go, you know, cause as, as management, I'm here to help your expectations. It's not my drive. It's not, it's not my drive. It's not, you know, I'm going to go as hard as you're going to push yourself. So have basically really have real self self belief, you know, believe in what you stand for. If this is what you're about, then I'm going to see that and I'm going to go above and beyond, you know, make sure you have a budget, you know what I'm saying? Cause we all got to eat. We all got to take care of the family. And as long as you have a little bit of budget, you have a brand, you have a vision. I need, vi I need vision and belief so I can know which direction to steer, you know, this shit. So have you ever had to turn someone down? Um, have I had, to, I honestly, I'm, I'm here to help. So I really haven't turned cause you know, people are smart, you know, they're not going to come to me. They, they see, you know, the same way I'm looking at platforms. They see my brand and they're like, I'm not, I'm not going to come in with no bullshit. So I really, <laughs> I really haven't had to turn anybody down. I kind of would just, uh, redirect them. I would redirect them, you know, say, okay, well you, you might not be ready for this. So maybe I'll redirect them to something else. Ah, smart. Yeah, because you don't, you never know, you know, saying, you know, life, yeah. life, anything, everything comes back full circle. We're all in the same space at some, in some way. Yeah, but you're saying, hey, this is a better fit. Yeah, it's a better fit because that's what I'm here to do. I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, crash anybody's dreams, you know what I'm saying? I, it took me a while to really understand how this works, you know, and that's through trial and error, you know? Yeah. I don't want people don't to come make, up here with that bullshit. Right. And I say, I say, I save them that, you know what I'm saying? I don't want you to make the certain, you know, I, I made, I, I made certain mistakes and I learned from those mistakes and I had to go through life experience. Not, you know, nothing's a better teacher than life experiences. So I had to go through all those life experiences. So that's what, you know, that's what most people don't realize you're paying for. You're paying for my life experiences. You're paying through the things that I have to go through. You know, even if it takes me five seconds to do something that might take you a year. Yeah. So. For life experiences, uh, tell me some of yours. So where did you either learn some of the stuff? Where did you go to school or? Or um, where did you pick up the knowledge to do this? Oh, uh, man, not in school. You know, that's that's <laughs> definitely I mean, 
in a, in a, in a, in a sense, you know, just based on, you know, being, when you're in school and you just, you know, I have, I have that, some, you, when you have that factor, you know, so in school, if you're just, you're always around, you know, I'm from LA, you know, I went to Beverly Hills High School, things like that. So it's like, I've always, I've always been in the mix. I always play sports. So, you know, I've always been, you know, popular and things like that. So, you know, that's life experience that teaches you that, you know, this is, that's how you want to go about it. But learning actually the business, um, I had a mentor at, um, at Interscope that kind of showed me, you know, gee, this is how this works. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't think that these artists, they just blowing up and things like that. Like, so, you know, my mentor, he was kind of, he was kind of really the one that showed me like, yo, you know, everybody got to pay to play. This is, you know, so it, it always comes back to that. I'm glad you said it early. So we're going to say that throughout the whole damn interview. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. But you know, everybody needs mentorship too. So I would say like my life experience has come through that from somebody actually showing me hands on, like, this is how it works. So once, you know, once he kind of showed me and he put me on my first um, nationwide interview tour. So once I got in that and I was like, okay, I went from different outlets and I started getting the reception and then people started hitting me back and then I started understanding, oh, okay, this is, this is how it works. So that's, yeah, just mentorship and things like that. But yeah, definitely my mentor. What's nice. uh, Interscope? Is that a record label? The record label? Oh, I'm, re yeah. I'm stupid. Hip hop record label. <laughs> He's an engineer, people. <laughs> exactly. Software, software, software engineer. Right, right. Software. software engineer, not not producer engineer. So did you work? Did you work there, or were you like? No, I just had a I just had a great relationship with uh, with my partner, things like that. So um, you know, he would always see me, and he was just like, "Man, I like the way you move." You know, I, most things kind of happen like that. I know, you, Tony. You say you're in a you know acting and things like that. Nah, I mean, I, 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 well, I produced a film, film festival. Okay, well, you're you're in yeah, film, but yeah, a lot of then, you know, yeah. like I said, I'm in acting as well. So it's a lot, a lot of things kind of happen organically like that. Yeah. You know, somebody yeah. will see you like, hold up. I, I like the way that you move. You know, what are you up to? And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do this. But he's, he's seeing the ambition and he's seeing how I'm moving about it. But he's, he's like, this needs more, this needs more synergy. You need to a better direction in how you want to do this. You know what I'm saying? So compartmentalize this and then, you know, go full force. So that's, that's kind of how that happened. Adding to that, um, internships, uh, very right. important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 That's kind of, I mean, when you think about it, that's kind of, what a mentorship it yeah, was yeah. kind of because I mean, I wasn't getting paid or anything like that. And he was just showing me, this is what you, this is what you go showing through. you the science behind showing, it. Yeah, yeah. Showing me the ropes, yeah. showing me the ropes behind the business, you know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, that, that first, um, the first nationwide interview tour that I did in 2019, that's what set my whole, that like that kind of set up everything that I have going now, as far as, you know, I've been, this is like my third year going on the nationwide interview tours. Cause I've been doing it myself now. So I've been booking other artists, booking myself even through the um you know the pandemic man when when people that's what changed the game because when most people couldn't everybody was doing zoom calls mm -hmm. i was like fuck that you know i don't you know because artists need this and we need to be in person and we need you know people you can kind of get a vibe no diss to my guy joe but you can't feel you can't, <laughs> you, can't you can't feel if i was to do a zoom call you know what I'm saying so joe i gotta meet you so you can see me in person you can feel this energy they, oh, understand, for sure. they understand the energy you know what i'm saying so that's what i was doing for my artists you know i was i would like they need that you know especially at that time you know a lot of a lot of things were shut down they couldn't travel they couldn't move the way they wanted to move so i was going regardless and you know i had i had some nice connections where i could still make moves i was on planes when no one was on the plane mm -hmm. just to you know eat to go to san diego and things like that just just to make it happen just so people see and i garnered so many so many clients because they were like damn like he's moving when at a time where no one's moving that's what made clients believe in me and my abilities because you know it's like it's like jordan the flu game you know what i'm saying if you if you're doing things in you know in immeasurable odds you know the drastic situations it's like well, when everything is good he's really going he's really gonna hit them shots so like that that changed a lot that was a real game changer maybe another stupid question like what's what's interscope but what's a uh, in, 
you said interview tour, so national. A nationwide interview tour. Uh, basically, just uh, going on different platforms, like what I'm doing now. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nationwide, though. You gotcha, know, so, gotcha. So nationwide, so going on different platforms. Were you promoting like the brand or you prom- uh, promoting artists? I was from, at the, in the beginning, I was promoting myself. Uh-huh. I was promoting myself. I was I already I always was managing and consulting and things like that. But the more you know, basically in the beginning, people want to see you build yourself before. Like they're not going to believe in you until they like until they can see you perform. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a fifty would always say they're not going to believe in my soldiers or believe in my artists until they see me solidified. You know, so that's kind of what I worked on first. I was pushing. I was pushing uh, music that I was working on and I was pushing my brand, you know? So once, once my brand was garnering a lot of, a lot of love and a lot of attention and I was like, okay, now I can, I feel comfortable helping other artists and they felt comfortable. Like, okay, I trust you with my career. I trust you with certain things that I'm working on. Uh, what are some of the highlights uh, that you've had in the last uh, three years? Oh man. Uh, all of the business that I did at Interscope, that was a, that was definitely a highlight. You know, working with my mentor was a highlight. Um, working with my artist versus the legend, uh, getting him his first Billboard plaque. You know, that was that was huge. I mean, that was that was a big thing. He was top. He was number twenty four on the Billboard on top one hundred Billboard. Nice. That was huge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, uh, Las Vegas Entrepreneurs Magazine top forty under forty uh, entrepreneur. That was huge. That was huge for for myself. That was huge for Mozzie VS. That was huge for Versa Legend. So not only was I getting myself, you know, I was making sure that my artists were, you know, getting the recognition for what they were working on, and all of that reflects the brand. You know, yeah. so once I, you know, I put out I put out a lot of a lot of press reverse. First did very well last year. Like I said, after the Billboard happened, it was just like everything was on fire. You know what I'm saying? A few other artists I was working with, they uh, they opened up for the Super Bowl. It's, it's yeah a lot a lot i mean i could stay here all night talking about the things that i did in the last few years you know what i'm saying for sure what are some of the challenges you see on your with your clients if they're trying to expand um a lot of the challenges um i would just say variable change you know a lot of things that just happen in the moment and if something happens in the moment they might not be able to adapt to it so like i said the pandemic you know things like that when the pandemic hit a lot of people didn't really know how to shift mm, gotcha that's why I had to take it upon myself to really go above and beyond, you know, and um, I also linked up with, I also linked up with, you know, private investors. You know, that was one of, that was, that was something huge. That also goes under the, you know, like something that I did that was huge in the last three years. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Entourage or you might the you know, TV about show? the TV show, the TV show yeah. and, and the mm-hmm. movie and the, and the yeah. film. Yeah. So you remember in the film when Ari had to go, uh, had to go to, See Billy Bob Thornton and get the and get the. Actually, I didn't see the film. I know the film. The film didn't get good reviews. <laughs> yeah, well, I used to watch the show. Okay, but um, a lot of people, you know, like I said, well, you like I said once again in film, you understand film. A lot of people don't understand. You have to go and deal. You know, they have to go and get that money for those yeah, films. You know, where it come from? So, uh, just you know, short story. Ari basically went out to uh, Billy Bob Thornton. He was, you know, he was one of the big guys, and and he was calling it like Texas and kick shit. Uh, was it a uh, shit kicker land? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he had to go get a lot of money. He had to go get like a hundred million dollars and things like that. So um, I didn't go get that much money, but um, <laughs> I had some business partners. Oh, that was also something that I did. I had some business partners. Um, well, I'll get to that. So I went out to Indiana and I linked up with some some business partners that actually believed in me, and <clears throat> they wanted to they wanted to um, invest in their their videography business, and they wanted me to help manage that. So what I did was is I fused. I fused uh, Verse the Legend, he was the artist, and I fused the the videographer and said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we have, since you want to get back out there, we'll have you filming him 
on the nationwide interview tour. So it, it, it made sense for everybody. You know, you want to get back out there and do what you got to do. And they were, they were all about that. So we, you know, we partnered up and I went out there, you know, got a budget, which was dope. And I uh, came back and that started the nationwide interview tour that I did for verse in 2020, which led into 2021. So how, many, was, how many stops did you do or how many um, um, cities on that tour? On that tour, we did, we did Indiana, we did Chicago, we did Texas, we did LA and we did Vegas. Cause I always want to start with five, you know, five, five, uh, five yeah. cities, five city tour. So we, yeah, we did five. No, yeah. Yeah. We did five. Yeah. And then we did, I, and we did San Diego too. So you did the good cities. I did all the good cities, right? <laughs> I did all the good cities. Yeah. For sure. You ain't hit New York. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hit yeah. New York. I didn't hit New York. Well, because once again, yeah. during the pandemic, New York was crazy. So, yeah, yeah, it, it, you know, I also hit places that were more, I don't know if liberals, the right, you know, they were, they were just more lenient or they just, they were more flexible, you know, so they weren't on, on the Zoom calls. We also did, I did a few um, that were in like Philly and stuff like that, but they were Zoom calls. So, I mean, you know, I guess you can count that, but you know, like I actually went to- You was getting some East Coast burned. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But I actually went to the, the places that I named. So yeah, that, that was dope. That was, for, that was for sure dope. And that's what it's about. And that was also me learning like, okay, cool. Now more people are investing in, you know, those, those investors, those were billionaires, you know, most definitely, you know, shouts out to, you know, those billionaire investors, you know, you got to keep the investors under wraps, but you know, yeah. so that was, that was something new for me, you know, as far as, um, you know, I, like I said, I grew up in Beverly Hills, uh, things like that. So I was familiar with, you know, billionaires and things like that, but actually working with them with budgets and things like that. And they were, they was down to earth. They were cool and they understood my vision, you know, and I understood, I understood what they wanted. Um, so that was dope. I got, uh, I, I got that client on, uh, Yahoo finance. So that was dope. I did some press for them, things like that. So that was, yeah, that was crazy. So you got Jim Irsay on speed dial uh, with who? the Colts? Oh yeah, nah, nah, nah. I need that. <laughs> yeah, you got the plug on that, Tony. You know what I mean? I ain't got that plug, but know. I figured I figured you was out in Indy, so yeah. You know? I, and I, I was only out there. Um, I was only out there for like a less than a week, you know. And they put me up right, man. I was at the the Indy. It was at the, the Marriott out there, things okay. like that. So they, you know, they put they took care of me, man. They took care nice. of me. So that was dope, you know. So once that was a different as of twenty nineteen, I was moving like that twenty twenty. As you can see, you know, money train, it, it kind of shifted and really got huge, you know. And I, I'd already knew, you know, Mozzie and other or clients and artists and stuff like that beforehand. So it was like once I came back and put everything together, it's been crazy, man. It's been crazy. It's been it's a beautiful thing, man. Very blessed for sure. Are you noticing like any differences in like the different markets or? Oh, yeah. Or you can. Oh, for sure, man. Like I said, a lot of people. They're not really, they're not really moving as much. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that, um, I don't want to say surprised because I feel like I, I definitely had a hand in it, but you know, Vegas is really stepping it up as far as this space, you uh -huh. know, a lot. Like when I first wanted to start booking, um, interviews and things like that, it was a lot of interviews you could book in, in LA. You know, I was also at Dash Radio, shouts out to Dash Radio. Um, you know, shouts out to DJ Ski at, at Dash Radio. I hope y'all know, cause Liam's looking at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, totally. He's like, yeah, Dash, yeah, you know, the 40 yard. Well, I feel like uh, these these days there's so much out there that yeah. it's impossible. You know, I'm not a huge hip hop fan. I'm not a huge heavy metal fan. I'm not a huge country fan. Mm -hmm. You know, so any world, any interest, there's there's a whole universe of things to, to know and follow. Uh, so if you mention things I'm not familiar with, I'm not surprised. Right, right, I'm right. Not, that's just I'm like not. you talking about real estate, man. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I understand. Houses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real estate's good. Real estate's good. Get as much good. as you can. <laughs> get the bag. Get the bag. But yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. definitely tell the the different markets. Um, You know, LA's 
LA was was hit very hard when it came to that pandemic, you know, as you know, being in the film industry, you know, so that's why a lot of people shifted to Netflix and they mm -hmm. were Hollywood wasn't Hollywood anymore. And that I mean, they were already making that shift anyway, you know, mm -hmm. Netflix, Hulu, Peacock. Yeah, the paradigm you know, shift. Yeah. The, the, that paradigm shift was there. And, um, you know, and everything is YouTube savvy and things like that. So. Yeah, that's different, but I'm 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 very I'm I'm proud of Vegas, man, for really stepping it up as far as the entertainment is concerned. Like just because this is still a form of entertainment, you know, no matter yeah. no matter how you slice it, people are trying to be entertained, you know, whether it's an hour conversation or what have you. But I think uh, Vegas yeah. is transitioning to entertainment, especially on the strip, because yeah. the strip used to be gambling, yeah, and some other bullshit to get you in there to gamble. Mm -hmm. But I think with the newer generations, there's less and less gambling, you know, per person, per capita, per you yeah, know, yeah, people and are. that's that's also something else that's um like Vegas was just it's just known for the strip. That's another reason why it's very hard for like to, there to be a breakout artist mm -hmm. in LA as far as hip hop. That's just known for being very. I'm from you know how we know you know Snoop's from LA or we know Fifties from New York. Right, it's very hard for you know somebody to just kind of put Vegas on their back and mm -hmm. just kind of because Vegas it's like how do you become bigger than this is what it's known for. Like, that's just what it is. It's, it's known for the casino, the strip and all that type of stuff. You know, if you ask somebody, they don't, they don't care about red rock. They don't care about, yeah. you know, going on a hike or going to the snow or things like that. They want to go get, they want to go to the casinos. They want to go to the strip clubs. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's dope. Uh, like I said, I've been out here for, <clears throat> I moved out here in 2016. So I've been out here for uh, six, six years now. Yeah. And um, it's dope that, the entertainment aspect of it and the studios and things like that. Like just, I didn't realize when I first moved from six years ago to now, it's way more studios, you know, it's way more entertainment studios, you know, shouts out to uh, ML billion, you know, and uh, billion scene. That's another something else that I did in the last uh, three years, you know, I'm executive uh, lifestyle brand for his brand. And, um, you know, it, I remember when I first met billion, he was just, you know, pulling up in Lambos and things like that. And he just had the emblem of his brand on his car. Mm. And um, he wasn't really savvy, you know, with Instagram and things like that. And he was like, I like, he used to call me 24 seven G. Like, man, I like, you know, you always post a snap. Just like when I first got here, I was like, man, we already got to go. I'm trying to get my snaps in. <laughs> so he would yeah. always know like, gee, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like the way that you move. I like the way that you, like he, you know, I saw that like when Snapchat first came out and I was just like a daily documentary, everything. I'm brushing my teeth, I'm you know, getting ready, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The ladies gotta see it, my partner's gotta see me moving. And um, when I first started linking up with him, you know, we worked on that. And you know, now he's got a studio, he's got a, a film studio. He's also got uh, two production studios as well. So just to see Vegas really moving in that, like, you know, that's, that's what it should be. It's all this open land and things like that. So it's like, that's what it really should be about. And everybody's down for it. You know, a lot of, a lot of more creatives, a lot of entertainment, that's not just, strip entertainment you know what, you know what, what made I mean? you what made you move out to vegas was there a strategic reason or just just opportunity i had a i had a partner um that was working in the clubs and you know i, I literally just came out here just la it kind of you know i've been out in la forever so i was like yeah. i already i already you know let me blow that popsicle joint you know what i'm saying <laughs> I was, yeah see some more opportunities and he was like um you should, he's like gee the way that you move you should just start vip hosting and stuff like that so i came out just for an opportunity, man. Not not a not a necessity. Yeah. Not, you know, it was definitely strategic because you know every move. You know, I got a family, so I was like, you got you got to be strategic and stuff like that. So um, yeah. I came out. I started VIP hosting, and I was VIP hosting for. I told my I came out in spring break, like uh, around this t coming up time. You know, what I'm saying March or spring break where it's real yeah. crazy, and um, 
I told myself, I was like, man, I'm only going to be doing this. I thought I was going to be doing it for like a couple months. Yeah. And I ended up linking up with ML Billion. And, you know, he he just seen the way I was moving. Uh, one of my partner, my partner, Jonas, he introduced me. And uh, he was like, yo, man, he likes the way that you move. You should, you should meet him and stuff like that. I met him. And within a month, he was like, man, I want you to be executive lifestyle brand, you know, branded for my company. Nice. So, I mean, you know, that's kind of how that happened. You know, there's definitely a value to posting all the time and wanting to post all the time. Uh, I know as a realtor, if I posted five times a day, then I would have more views and more, right. more, more people that know about me and, and more reminders to everybody and more right. be on people's radars. Mm -hmm. But it's so uh, why, why don't you do it, man? You said, well, I don't, I'm not sure if you don't do it. You just, you, your no, body, no, like, I don't. Yeah, so you're gonna be, it's like, if I posted more, you yeah, should. Well, so part of it is a 44. So I'm used to living a certain way. Understandable. Like I walk you into don't a look place. 44, man. My well, thank God. you. Yeah. My God. My God. <laughs> but you know, I, I walk into a place and I'm thinking other things. It, it doesn't occur to me. Oh shit. I should put something on. I should send out to the world. Right. It's a different, it's a different era. Yeah. Right. So you got to get acclimated I, to that. I know younger people that they just post them five times a day, naturally, just whatever, whatever happens, they're sharing it. Yeah. And it just doesn't come to me. I'm busy doing what right. I'm doing. No, I get it. I get so it. It's, it's you, uh, you should, you should, especially like I said, everything that's a in alignment with your business. Yeah. You are, you are, well, you know, you are your brand. You are yeah. your brand. You yeah. Me? Yeah. Well, I was, uh, <laughs> I was rehabbing a condo today. <laughs> so like you could have posted that host that whole experience yeah well i was busy up on the ladder you know oh gosh so it's like but then that's where that's where that's where so like if so if i was management working with you i was make sure that you had a team that will film you yeah exactly right because you know like it's it's it, there's value in that yeah people want to see that you know what i'm saying and everybody like everybody doesn't care about the superstar anymore that's that's another reason why not, not just like we everybody we all know they care about the superstar but you know, there's so many engineers, there's so many people that are behind the scenes. And now there's somebody at the house that wanted to, regardless if you believe it or not at 44, yeah. somebody wanted to watch you screw in that light. Somebody yeah. wanted to watch you jump, go on that ladder. Somebody want, they want to see the process. That's right. what I've been noticing It's the process. And then, you know, uh, my mom put me on all of these regular, regular people on YouTube that have crazy subscriptions and crazy followings. And they're just living a regular life, they're, they're, you know what I'm saying? And they're posting their kids and they're, but it's very regular. I didn't even know that. And I wasn't in tune the same way that you're not in tune with posting. Yeah. I wasn't in tune with that. I didn't know people really cared about just a regular family uh, of, you know, it might be a biracial family and stuff like that, but yeah. people, there's more people that are, everybody's not a superstar. So there's more regular people. So what YouTube kind of opened up is that, Hey, you know, a hundred million people, there's a hundred million regular motherfuckers that just want to watch <laughs> right. some regular shit. They don't want, they don't need to go watch something that's just extraordinary. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I would, I would hire a team, you know, I would say, you know, let's just get somebody that whenever you go do these things on, on site, let's get somebody that'll come through and film you 20, 30 minutes or what have you. Yeah. I'm sure you got Liam here. He'll help you edit the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's oh. busy editing this show. <laughs> oh, okay. He's like, yes, no, yeah. well, you know, get somebody to film that and get an editor, yeah. you know, if you don't feel like doing it, you know what I'm saying? And that, I got that from, Back in the day, you know, Dame Dash, he would always have the videographer and he would say something. Now, somebody needs to uh, film the videographer, to, you know, say have somebody shooting the shooter, so to wow. speak. So, yeah, that's, the more the more other level. Hey, man, you want, <laughs> but that's where you want to go. You want to get you want to you want to get more eyes on you, more yeah. traction. That's what it's about. What I need more attention. What do you think uh, <laughs> kind of built your personality to to do this type of business? So uh, was it your upbringing? Was it the the college years? What was it? I just, I, I always been like this, man. You know, my mom said that when I was, when she took me to preschool and, and I, I was like, Bob, right when I let her hand go, I was out. So <laughs> I've just, you know, I've just always been like that. I just always been, 
outspoken, you know, want to have a good time for the life of the party, things like that, you know, very personable. You know, like I said, I feel like I already know y'all, you know, you're just chilling. That's yeah, just, you're a good guy. Yeah. That's just, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, it's, you know, so it's the it factor, not the swag, you know, swag can be bought, you know what I'm saying? Just that, you know, we come from the it factor, you know, you either have it or you don't. So just, it's kind of that. I've just always kind of had that. And then once again, that's where I, I'm, you know, I met Verse, you know, I met Mozzie. I met a lot of these people just being out, you know, partying and things like that. And it's just, you know, when that happens authentic and that happens organically, then the, you know, the relationship when it comes to the business, it's just even better, you know? So yeah, it's just, it's always just been in me, man. You're not on me. It, it, it might look like it's on me, but it's in me too. You know what I mean? <laughs> It was definitely. I mean, it's you doing what you love, and that's that's what's going to shine through for people to see. Sure, you know? that's sure. that's where that authentic authenticity come from. You right. know? and people love that. And as you were saying, there's a niche for everything now with right. YouTube. I've been right. to YouTube, Netflix. I had one of my people's back in New York would talk about like, you know, I'm gonna make a movie. I don't know if it's gonna get distribution, but there's a late night spot somewhere, and go. I'm gonna be on it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be on it. Whether it's Netflix, that's true too. Yeah, you know, that's real. <laughs> there's something. There's a spot at 3 a.m. in China. They need a movie. Mm -hmm. I'm that dude for now. And, that, <laughs> and that's the that's the type of vision, yeah. and that's the type of drive. See, I, I would already want to work with him just because <laughs> he believes in it. You know, what I'm saying that's just like you know, Kanye's coming out with his uh, his new um, documentary, Genius, and it's like you know. People didn't, they might not have believed in it then. They're going on episode two. Right, right. Yeah. There you go. But they believe now, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. You know, every, people can talk about, you know, him and all of that stuff. But if you believe you're a genius, if you believe that you understand it, then I'm going to believe, you know, how, how else am I going to believe if you don't believe? So that's, yeah, that's, that's what it is for sure. For sure. And I, like I said, we shot, um, we also shot a, uh, short film, uh, it was like a, a docu-series that we were working on, uh, shots out to my guy, Irv the God, uh, shots out to, um, uh, style Poe, we shot that, and we shot that last year. And I shot out to Skeeter Jones. You know, he was uh, he he directed that, and um, you know, he also shot that as well. It was it was a dope story about oh my guy Irv. He's from New York, you know, mm -hmm. and it was about his life, and uh, it was kind of like a spinoff of a uh, kind of spinoff of his life and things like that, and things he went through, and his, his him coming up. But you know, we we threw a little fiction to it and stuff like that. And I played um I played his counterpart, uh Guapo, you know what I'm saying? So I played <laughs> yeah, I, I played his counterpart in that and we filmed that. And that was a beautiful thing, man. Like just to actually be filming a short, you know, like a a short film, you know, saying a docu-series and things like that out in Vegas. Not filming in LA, not filming in New York. These are places that are always yeah. known for filming. So just doing that, it was dope. You know, obviously if, if know, people want to see that, where do they find it? It's not out yet. We, we okay. still, we're still working on, uh, you know, pushing that through, getting getting the right situation with it. Uh, but, uh, but we filmed you. it I, off camera. I can show you. I can show you the trailer. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I can show you some clips from it for sure. Nice. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, getting pod like any secrets of getting podcasts out? Like, um, is it push harder on Spotify? Push harder on YouTube or all of it or any suggestions? Um. First, I would say. Just step by step, I would say build the following first, like, you know, build the following, whether you, you know, just get the followers up, you know what I'm saying? Whether you got to go pay for them, it doesn't matter. It's views or views. I would say build the following. I would say um, obviously make good content, you know, things that you guys are doing. Um, I would also say Spotify, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you don't have to jump to that first. You can if you want to, you know what I'm saying? Things like you can if you want to, but you know, jump to um, maybe the Apple, the Apple audio. Apple jump, podcasts. Yeah. You can jump to that if you want to jump to Patreon and get, you know, get paid. But in the beginning, you know, don't worry about getting paid. 
That's right. You, you're going to get paid when you don't worry. In, in this field, in the podcasting, you're going to worry about getting paid when, you know what I'm saying, when you don't worry about that, even, you know, as wild as that might sound. You'll, you'll get paid once you don't need it anymore. No, right. I mean, you got to do what you love, and it's got to be right. that passion, that right. authenticity, that energy. Exactly. Money I mean, how, how long was Joe Rogan yeah. doing it before he got that big, the big $100 million deal? You know, you're doing it for whatever. You're just doing it for fun, you know. I'm, if you guys have been doing it, I'm not sure how long you've been doing it, but you guys are like you're having yeah. fun, so I'm sure there's some sort of passion in it. You know, this is something that you believe in. It's something that's that's yeah. fun. Um, yeah, um, you guys already have the YouTube popping, so mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, build the following, build that, and then start getting press. Like, start, start. It's, it's like call yourself, you know, Jordan was taught, was calling himself the greatest before people believe, you know, kind of, you call yourself the greatest before you believe, you know, put, you know, like, so I, that's why I would say there's nothing wrong with getting press on something. You, it doesn't matter. Press doesn't, it, it's not, it's not that you have to have a press based on how many followers you have or how many people are watching it or things like that. You know, if you believe this is the number one podcast in Vegas mm. and you say that shit and you stamp that shit and you press that shit until the world believes it, Yeah, you know? For your clientele, what niche do you think uh, do you like working with the most? So you you dealt you deal with music. Mm-hmm. Um, is that kind of your favorite market to work with other clients with? I like I like music. Um, I like music. I like music and film. I like music and film because I feel like obviously I can relate to those. Um, also, clothing lines, music, film, clothing lines. Shouts out to if you if you catch the shade. Shouts out to uh, sneak apparel. Those are badass shades. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you know, black owned, they still designer. You know what I'm saying? Just because black owned don't mean it ain't designer. Shouts out to Sneak Apparel. Um, uh, fashion, like I said, uh, clothing lines and podcasts. Like I said, I've, I've helped, I've, like I said, I've helped build podcasts. You know what I'm saying? The, the audience, the creativity, you know what I'm saying? Just the, cert, the certain things that you're doing. Sometimes they might see one vision and then they'll switch up the vision. Like I said, as opposed from, you know, you guys might be doing this and all of a sudden now you guys are going on other podcasts. That's just going to bring more awareness to your podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like working with those because those are the most those are the most creative people day to day because we're in a real um, it's very, very fast paced. So everything is fast paced. If you can be creative right now and, you know, people in the, in the studio, very creative right now, mm. film, very creative right now. And if they're not creative, they're working around other people that are, are creative. Also, they're working with people that are more creative than them. You know, like, I, you know, I don't always want to be the smartest person in the room. You know, I'm okay with just being the best looking. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just be, with creative. I'm still waiting for that day where I, I can be the best looking dude. Oh, hey, hey. When I leave, he's good. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, just uh, just creatives. Though, to me, those are the most creative people that I deal with on a day-to-day basis because they're just, come, you know, just coming up with ideas all the time. And if they're not coming up with ideas, they're around people that are coming up with ideas, you know. So that's that's what it is. Like a producer. Producers are coming up with ideas. Engineers in music are coming up with a lot of ideas. You know, and you know they get accredited a lot of the success to a lot of these artists. You know, what I'm saying there is no Drake without Forty. You know, his his engineers are what it is. You know, what I'm saying Jay Kanye helped Jay Z get to a different level because of his production. So it's like, yeah, that's, I appreciate creatives. I appreciate all of that stuff. That creativity. That's that's the motivation. But the number one thing that trumps motivation is discipline because you're not always going to want to do it. So discipline is what's going to make sure that you do it no matter what. Like me giving up on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, fuck TikTok, man. They kicked me off for some bullshit. <laughs> Y'all don't want to hear that story. That's you want to hear that story. How do you get man, kicked off of TikTok? I have no idea. So what happened was I, uh, one of my partners, yeah, he came out uh, from L.A. and he was throwing a bachelor party for his, for his, his friend who was getting married. And uh, I just kind of like helped set everything up. And I promise you, this is like no bullshit. I posted, it, it was already dark. So I kind of like, yeah. 
pan the room with my phone. Like I just kind of pan the room. Yeah. The girls weren't naked. They might, you know, they had clothes on. They had like thongs on and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, I probably have been on TikTok for like maybe like two months before that. This is the aftermath of a bachelor party. Is it everybody's passed out or what? This is, this, this, no. this is no, 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 no. This is like the, it, it's, it was kind of dying down. So okay. it was dying down. So it wasn't it wasn't crazy about the money. It wasn't nobody doing nothing crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, TikTok, man, y'all tripping. I just did like a quick pan of the room. Boom. I posted it. It's too exciting. Boom. And it was dark too. I'm like, how the fuck? It was dark. Mm. After right after that, uh, the next day I guess I posted it. TikTok was gone. I didn't even get a. I didn't even get like a, a, a no like like a fuck you email. No or preliminary. Anything. No like nothing. It just looked. You didn't even criticize China, did you? I, hell no. Nah, hell hell no. Nah. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think we had any Asian strippers there. Nothing like that. No Chinese yeah, strippers like or nothing. Boy, um, yeah. Celtics uh, uh, from L.A. Which man used to play for the Celtics? Oh, from L.A. Uh, uh, can't think of his name. Uh, oh, uh, Paul Matai. Pierce. Yeah, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce had the strippers. Yeah, man, <laughs> Paul, shouts out to Paul Pierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, yeah. that was crazy, man. Yeah. And I like they, it was gone. Like it was just like you had been removed. That was it. Oh, damn! Just like, straight up, straight up. Okay, because well, they didn't give me a chance. They didn't give me. I couldn't refute it or nothing like that. You know, Instagram. They might give you a chance. Like, okay, you know, wow. so you, you did something. Day, uh, Sounds like somebody was a hater and just fucking reported you or some wow. shit. Man, somebody <laughs> reported me foul. It wasn't yeah, even like a, I didn't get no warning. That does not sound like an automated ban. Do you feel me, Joe? My guy, they played <laughs> so, me. Nah. So I'll tell you about. Uh, so Angie, when we did the podcast with Angie, mm-hmm. uh, there's a part where she. I, I don't remember exactly, but the, there's a part where Emmett says something. He, uh, she was talking about a love story or something, and then she gra- we had a bong. She was smoking. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw that. And then she said, "It's like it's like dick smacking you out of nowhere." But I think Emmett said, "No, I was talking about your love story. Love will get right. you out of right, nowhere." Right, right, right. I saw that. I saw that clip on Instagram. So th- that one got uh, got flagged on on TikTok. I got flagged three times. So the first time I was like, "Okay, maybe the word dick." So mm-hmm. I bleeped out dick, mm-hmm. and then it got flagged again. I was like, hmm, maybe it's the bong. Right. So then I blurred out the bong. And it's still flagged. And it still got flagged. They trip over smoke. Now, I know I noticed that they would um, they would flag over the smoking. So when I, you know, because I was smoking stuff. So it was like when I would smoke on TikTok, if it's almost, it's real intricate the way they would do it. Hmm. So it's like if they see that you are smoking, then they'll flag you. But if they just kind of see the smoke, like if you blowing out the smoke, then they wouldn't trip on it. So mm. I couldn't, you know, so I couldn't put the blunt to my lips and smoke yeah, it. Yeah. That's I crazy. Had it. I Joe's killing us right now. Yeah. <laughs> and only because, right. Thank you. My God. He said, fuck that. I'm doing that just right now. <laughs> but it's also probably because it's also hitting the younger demographic as well, too. too. And so they're that thinking too. about, you know, uh, their sponsors and whatnot. So they don't want to necessarily portray right, that. Right, right. I understood. They look like, you fucking with my money. Right. Now, I understood it. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what they, they might have been smoking between a, you know. Right, right. You know, I'm. I don't call it. Yeah. Like I said, I I know I only noticed that because, you know, I get very, you know, like, like I pay attention to that type of stuff because I'm like, why am I getting flagged? But then I noticed I'm like, and then I'm, I'm going on other people's stuff. I really didn't see a lot of people. And this was last year. Yeah, this was last year. And TikTok's only been out like a couple years. So this wasn't, I I was looking at other people's, I was like, okay, I don't see a lot of people doing smoking. I don't really see a lot of people on TikTok smoking. So I was like, okay, cool. That made sense, but yeah, that, yeah, man, fuck TikTok, man. That's crazy that they banned you outright. Cause on on mine, on outright, that- no questions, nothing. Like I tried to set up another one and under the same email just to see, like, is it something? They was like, no, we know you. Like, <laughs> nah, it was banned not for life on yeah, the yeah, lifetime ban on the Angie one. I think there's a little um, red footnote thing that said uh, three offenses and you could be could be banned. That's what so, I needed. 
I didn't. It didn't tell me what to take, what to take out. out. So did you just took the whole? I I kept. Well, I tried. I think four times. It flagged three times, and I forget if the fourth one ended up going through. Mm. And I could. I still couldn't figure out what they're really upset about. Right. TikTok is weird, man. I couldn't. I could not believe it. I'm telling you, it was money on the flow. They might have seen some 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 ass and some thongs and some ass, but it was it was quick. It was just like. Mm, thong ass. Well, that yeah. sounds like fucking TikTok to begin with. I that's mean, what I'm. That's, 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 like, that's what I'm saying. Ordinary. That's what I'm saying, man. I, now I done what? seen some chicks going crazy on TikTok. That's why I was like, "What the fuck, man?" That shit. Maybe they thought you were soliciting prostitution. You know what the? Uh, yeah, man, you know, know the human trafficking whole thing. I that's had true, too. So you know, I, they might I, be, I can't call it, man. Yeah, we had a great yeah, night, yeah. though. You know, it was a great. It, it, <laughs> I bet. it was. It was a great night. You know, what I'm saying, uh, the, you know, my bat, the, the, my guy who threw the bachelor party. You know, everybody was taken care of. You know, all the strippers were taken care of everything was good i got banned the next day that shit was yeah. i was TikTok talking yeah. to ban a video we were taking care of strippers exactly. <laughs> maybe that's what it was because there was money on the floor and it was the end of it so you know the girls was kind of like picking up money but they was kind of just chilling though they, were, they weren't even really twerking yeah. or nothing like yeah. that i'm telling you man and if they was doing all of that i would, I would have a story like look Wait, hold, I was on, going hold, crazy. On, hold on though you're saying they weren't really twerking yeah were they, they, were they kind of twerking or well, they had enough ass to just walk in the ass, just moving. All right, all right, all right, so it's like if they if they just walk in in the ass, but it, but like I said, you gotta, send, you gotta send me a copy of this video so I can. Uh, <laughs> I don't got it. It's gone. <laughs> I couldn't even save it. Like you know, you can try to save something and it'll save to your phone. I was just like, all right, man, let me at least try to keep. I don't even got the memory. I'm gonna try to see if uh, I can find some. You know, behind it. I gotta I gotta hit up my guy see if he got some because I I sent him a couple clips that were just like off that. <laughs> man, that shit was crazy, man. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was so quick. That shit was wild. Do, do you know any midget strippers? No, I don't. I, okay. I do not know any midget strippers, man. That's crazy. I used to know one. I, th I think she got out of the business. Yeah, you say used to know? <laughs> yeah, Vegas. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you knew her personally. Uh, well, no, she came to a party. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, uh, <laughs> he's like, well, no. I mean, you know, what I'm saying we are live. You know, what I mean, I, don't, I do not know the midget stripper. I, I got a question for how would you brand her if she came to you? A midget stripper? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Lil Steph. Wow. That's what you do. So uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. How would you brand her? How would I brand her? How would you push? Uh, we gotta first off, we gotta know like I said, first we're gonna start with her following. We're gonna build her Instagram. You feel me? We're gonna start with her following, get her some followers. And uh, I mean you posting got, pictures? What you doing? Yeah, yeah they okay, gotta know okay, what they they okay. gotta know what they gonna see. You right, know what I'm saying? What's we up? gotta we gotta find the demographic, you okay. feel me, that actually like this. You feel okay. what I'm saying? So we're gonna we're gonna see what demographic is fucking with midget strippers you know right. what i'm saying and then we're gonna run it we like the that. data yeah we gotta we gotta run it like that for sure for sure and we got it she gotta have a good name she gotta have a good name it gotta be catchy whatever her, her name is her name was Lil steph Lil, yeah. that's not good enough we it's, need got, it's gotta be partially self-aware though the name right right we, whatever the <laughs> name is yeah little steph because uh, that doesn't let us know that she's a midget off top you feel me we yeah, gotta exactly. we gotta little, step little and a half stop, or something you gotta give her yeah. like step and step and three quarters or some shit like that you know what i'm saying we gotta this, give her this something. might get us banned <laughs> hey not, not here not here we good we good youtube man hey show us love youtube down with midget talk uh, I, don't I don't know, know. yeah i was gonna say i don't know <laughs> speaking of uh getting banned and flagged so remember our podcast with brian fam uh joe and Emmett? Yeah, the hustle network uh, so he who, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he was hustle totally network. wholesome right he was awesome good-hearted we had a great conversation there was no nope uh i don't think there's any super racial, square huh super square yeah yeah so <laughs> i try to advertise through the there's a promote thing on youtube video mm -hmm. where you could promote the video and like i mentioned earlier i'll get you to the suggested area or the front page maybe gotcha and i try to promote that video and I just try to put in like whatever I, I do. Like a, I was trying to do a dollar a day, so they mostly could charge you thirty bucks a month. Oh, okay. Um, 
and then I, I submitted the campaign and it came back uh ineligible because of i believe racial talk i'm like we talk what racial talk I think there's you, you, you guys are a different race and you're talking. That's racial. The he? only, the only, he was an Asian guy, but he was, he has this um, Facebook group called Asian Hustle Network. So it's all entrepreneurs who hustle as their side job or their but whatever. It was called, but it was called Asian Hustle Network. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, so maybe. Oh, only, you, that's a good point. Maybe the name was a problem. Maybe the name was a problem. But they think. I mean, I, I but bet it was it's all like, Asian. So I, I right. bet it's like this. There's not all. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. It was all Asian dudes. No, but, about. but there's not yeah. a live person looking at it and thinking about it, right? It's the algorithm. So I think they're just banning anything Asian, anything with any racial. You could right. have Indian. You could because, have. You uh, other, otherwise, I mean, I don't know how many views that particular video got, but I don't remember it being enough to have anybody complain. You know what I mean? Like, right. You have to have tens of thousands, I feel like, before anybody even hits that goddamn report button. Yeah. And they but said that he said they said that he said something. Oh, on just so I I think it's an automated thing like there's so you um I set up a campaign and then I put in that I'm willing to pay up to a dollar a day for the advertisement. Mm -hmm. And then it uh a few hours later it came back and said uh inactive due to racial content. And that that fast, like they watched the whole fucking interview. I'm getting maybe I, I don't believe a human reviewed it. There's no way. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. If that timeline is insane. Do they do they have things that like AI listen to your video? They have a uh they do transcribe all the English so that mm. it has text. Yeah, probably oh. saw you say Asian a thousand times in that. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> probably mad you only put a dollar down. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're not right, Asian right. you. <laughs> no, no, Liam ain't playing. He was like, so you gotta like, think more like you know, like a dollar a day. You know what I mean? Like, really like, we gotta dollar? get him out of here, man. He ain't spending enough money. Come on. Don't take Liam to the strip club. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, I got a dollar for y'all. Well, no, I, I bet that was a test, right? To see if you can No, yeah, exactly. That. I was testing to see if it Oh, okay, gosh. Even if if I put in a dollar a day, will it I just want to see if it shows one view or someone clicks on it. You That'd be to see if it was going. Yeah, work. just if, a test run. If it's one dollar and then it it gets like uh, I don't I don't know what metric. Like if it gets five hundred views, just what if like thirty dollars in a month for right. five hundred so views? Then you could. Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna go up. That. Gotcha, gotcha. But if gotcha. if if it says it used up all thirty dollars and only got one view, I'm gonna be like, uh, gotcha. Just a test run. That makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, and also if you think about YouTube, um, if you uh, a lot a lot of the stuff YouTube pushes, which I'm sure is paid for. As we've been talking about, yeah. um, is like, and I, I don't want to say the word wholesome because that's not what I mean. What right. I mean, it's very non-controversial. Non-con—it's it's almost overly non-controversial and non-offensive. You know, it's super right. generic stuff that, like, right. you know, you can watch with your family and like we were, you uh, know, like we were talking yeah, about like yeah. what I was talking about, like just yeah. regular, regular yeah. stuff. Go into incognito saying? mode so you're not signed in. There's no cookies or anything, <laughs> and go to right. YouTube and look right. at all the shit they recommend. The vast right. majority of it's gonna be the super sanitized content. You that's know? true. That is true. That mm. is true. And a lot of things get flagged. You know, saying that's I, I yeah, definitely that's, know about that's that. That's why your uh, Yosemite video went so big. Uh, yeah, there's like <laughs> there's like some. I think I forget if it was sixty thousand views or some shit. Oh, shit. That was you uh, unfolding a cot. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. See, there's a. It was a, people it, don't understand that stuff goes that stuff goes viral in a sense. That's viral for you. You know what yeah, I mean? That's, yeah. that's viral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And viral doesn't have any. You know. Num numeric value like num it's not specific like if you're yeah. usually getting this amount of views and then all of a sudden someone's that, that's viral then you went viral no matter how you slice it mm -hmm. that's why i can't believe it i can't believe you got flagged for the asian shit yeah yeah I th the only thing i when i when it flagged me on that video i was thinking there's a one conversation uh one t story he brought up where he was invited because he has that that asian hustle network so other businesses started seeing that during the covid 
Asian hate crimes time. That's what I was, I was going to say that. So he mentioned a company paid him to be a spokesperson at a, it was like some type of rally, a rally or a festival or something. Yeah. And then he He got paid. Yeah, and he if got he made, paid. And if he made any reference to that, that's like what you just. If he if he said the word Asian hate crime, now that makes sense because that's the one thing I was mm. thinking when you said that. I was like, I don't know, man. Just yeah. that whole it was very it was very sensitive. That <laughs> you better sucks, cut out I, this part. You're going to get this podcast bounced. Yeah, well, yeah. The, I think <laughs> our podcast three hours long. We always we I mean we even try to tell we have the the three of us we have this thing try not to cuss within the first ten minutes because the YouTube got algorithm right. But we fail every fucking time. Like yeah, we can't yeah. even go ten minutes. Right, right. Thank God you edited the shit. Thank God we're not live. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's and, nice. and let alone the three hours, we usually talk about something controversial within three hours. It's right. just it's given. And that's so what, I, you, you guys got to be the only ones. This, this is gonna be the longest like podcast I've ever done. Like you, that's your niche. Like, three hours. Like no yeah. one, no one does that. And I saw on YouTube like that's that's your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's dope. Yeah, uh, even actually uh, Lex Friedman, who I took, Lex Friedman, Joe Rogan, who I took the the inspiration from because they do the three hour talk. Okay. Lex is actually saying he wants to push for four and five hours. Wow. And Ooh. any, wow. I, I believe he said something to this degree, any billionaire that comes to him and asks for an hour interview, he's going to say no. He doesn't need the money. He's mm-hmm. doing this out of his right. his passion. Right. So I do agree with him on the, I've, I've done interviews that are an hour. Mm-hmm. It is not enough time because an hour i mean an hour it goes so quick so quick yeah and i'll and you get a person that's a We're good an hour in right now yeah you, yeah, yeah so I, it, I feel it, like it, i'm just warming up i didn't talk for 40 minutes bring it joe bring it it didn't even feel like that that's true yeah, you know when you got a dynamic and speaker so charismatic that's going you know and they got that. stories to tell yeah. that you know Facts. So. that's that's true that's true even it never feels like that even if you get a salesperson if you get someone that's just pitching their business the whole time it's easy to speak one hour it's it's the second and third hour where they got to start Give me given some nuggets of information right. of how they did their business. Facts, yeah, facts. Yeah. No, oh, he's putting you on the spot now. What you got? We got two more hours. Like, what's good? You know me. I'm 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 all for it because that's a lot of people. They try to cuff information. I'm not. Right. You know, information is. You know, I say time and information, the two number one commodities in life. So, so, so we know. should get into your childhood trauma in Beverly Hills. Uh, I don't have I don't have no childhood trauma in Beverly Hills, I man. Was People, you, <laughs> I wasn't rich. Now. That I was I wasn't rich, man, because I came from I came from DC. I, I wasn't born, you know. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm from DC originally. I wasn't born in uh, in Beverly Hills, so I, you know they used to call me like the Fresh Prince in a sense. You know, so I came, <laughs> yeah, I came from DC, Southeast, Southwest, uh, North Northeast. Okay, yeah, okay. Northeast, okay. Uh, Saratoga, Montana. Um, so I came from you know I came out to to Beverly Hills. You know, in the '90s, you know, you were you didn't see too many too many black people in Beverly Hills, so it was you know they used to think I was Jordan's son or some shit. Like, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in, I was in like the, like my, my mom. We just made it. Like, I don't know if you you guys have been you've been in Beverly Hills, I'm sure, right? Yeah, okay. I drive through there and then I keep driving. Okay, <laughs> I said I, can't, I drive through there and I keep driving. I've got any friends or anything? Oh, okay. Well, look, now you do. You I know, can't now afford you those do. stores. Now you do. You feel me? I'm all, I'm always back and forth. Nice. But um, we were right, um, like you're familiar with, like Olympic, Wilshire, kind of that, that area. Yeah, Wilshire hits uh, right at Beverly Hills. Okay, Boulevard. so like yeah. like Robertson, like Robertson and Olympic and Robertson, like in between Wilshire and uh, an Olympic. You know, I was in that pocket. Yeah, it was. It's a line, like literally the literally L.A. Beverly Hills line, where you see the the Beverly Hills signs is white, and then you see the L.A. Yeah. signs is blue. 
I was there, man. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right yeah, on the border. I just made it. Like it was like safe. Like you know what I mean? I slid right in there. So yeah, that was. Yeah. It was, but it was. I don't really have any trauma. You know, it was. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was dope. You know, like growing up in Beverly Hills, it was. It was dope to me. But, you know, it's crazy that most people don't know. If you just start driving south from there, you go a mile or two, you're starting to get close to South Central. You, oh yeah, it's, it's literally you, you 10, go across the ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. It's, it's Fifteen minutes away. You know, the, it's 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 not far. You're not far from uh, all that, and then West LA and things like that, and then you yeah. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. But I'm, I mean, right. traffic will slow you down, but yeah. physically, it's not very far. <laughs> In fact, Robertson will take you straight to the ten. Yeah, Boom. You, you, right when you hop on, you good. Yeah, but yeah. So so I, but also, I was um while I was living in there when I first moved, uh, I went to school on I went to a private school was I was affiliated with the church West Angeles yeah. Christian Academy. So I went to the church, then I went to the school. So I was like, my mom didn't want me to be no square. You know what I mean? So she's like. Can't you live in Beverly Hills? I don't want you to just be like a straight geek. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so I went to school on Crenshaw on 30th, you know what I'm saying? So oh, you nice. know, I had that balance, you know what I'm saying? So, but it I was, wish, it I was wish my parents were that smart. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in San Diego, did my high school years in Thailand, and my wow. parents were happy to have me be a geek. <laughs> they weren't. Are you? Is that what you you tie? Are you? Who does that? So no, well, yeah, I didn't have a choice. You're Thai. You're, I don't know. You're Thai. I'm half Vietnamese. Okay, half Vietnamese. So uh, at the time, there's no embassy in Vietnam, so my okay. dad was working out of the Bangkok embassy. Okay. To go back and forth to Vietnam, so so you went to high school in Thailand. Okay. Yes, it was an amazing experience, but that's crazy. As a high school kid, you're you're not you're so not you, realizing. You to, it. So you speak the language, obviously. Uh, no. Well, so here's the thing. If you're in Thailand and you, you can, you can get by in English, right? So I'm a high school oh, yeah. kid. I'm worried well, about playing Bangkok, basketball yeah. and Bangkok, oh, yeah. Phuket, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, so, okay. I mean, yeah. I wish, I wish I had dove more into the culture and learned more of the language, but I was at an all English school, you know? It was, it was oh, okay. So that's dope. Yeah. A private school for like rich kids and diplomats kids. And oh, see, see, look at you, man. You understand. You're talking about rich kids, man. That's yeah. what she was doing. I mean, so I, you understand the yeah, life. Right? No shit. I went to, I went to school with rich. I've lived with rich, yeah. kids, you know, around rich kids. All my friends was rich. You know was, what I'm saying? I was the poor kid at school. <laughs> your pops was a diplomat yeah. though, right? I didn't even, I didn't even yeah. buy my own clothes. We lived in an apartment like, too, man. We didn't, we didn't have, we didn't have a house. It used to be funny because, you know, all, yeah. My mom used to be like, all your friends got mansions, but why the fuck they always want to come and chill at our house and get <laughs> eat up all our food? And they want to get dressed, you know, go out to parties and stuff. They want to get dressed and stuff like that. And be they want that you. real world experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they rock with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, everybody, nice. it was it was a good experience. It was a really good experience. I can't, I really can't say nothing bad about, you know, Beverly Hills. I can't say I experienced no crazy racism or anything like that. They treated me like them. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like they straight up. Yeah, you man. Know? Dude, that's the thing is like, a lot of, I feel like a lot of that shit's over exaggerated. Like it is. As long as is. you're chill, people are usually chill with you. You know, yeah. right? Know and it, and it, it's it's yeah. also the culture in the heart of Beverly Hills. It was more like Persians and stuff like that, as opposed to just like white people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, in the, in a sense, that was their first generation of those kids. You know what I'm saying? They had just kind of migrated. You know, I would say that that first generation. So they were just real cool. You know, real. You know, come through and humble and nice and. They showing mm -hmm. genuine love. So, you know, they, you know, cause I guess at the end of the day, just in Beverly Hills, but they still felt like they was a minority to a certain extent, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it sh they show love, you know, I really, I had no complaints, you know? Wait, so you know, some Persian dudes that own a Mercedes dealership? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Hey, they all had the classic, they all had the classic uh, Benz. Every Persian had a Benz, you know what I'm saying? That's a fact. They was, they was, they all had their stuff together and they, and they all, but they also, um, they all worked like downtown too. So it was almost yeah. like, I understood, you know, they would be like, yeah, my dad owns, you know, this uh, store and stuff like that. So it's like a lot of ownership. So mm. it's a lot of entrepreneurship. So even yeah. subconsciously, I'm learning that at a young age, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, cool. You know, my mom's working, you know what I'm saying? Your, your dad is owning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
you kind of you just kind of you don't really understand. Now, back then, obviously, growing up, entrepreneur wasn't that wasn't a thing. That wasn't like a, a word really that people were saying all the time. But yeah, I, I, had, I had zero exposure to the idea of opening a business or, or whatever. My right. my parents were always, you know, you go to school, you get a job. Right. That's how you make it. Right. You know, that's that's the gig. Get right. a job. Exactly. That's yeah. I didn't. That wasn't that wasn't something that my mom kind of like pushed upon me. She was just like, you know, do what you do. I mean, I used to play basketball and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I wanted to go to the NBA and all that type of stuff. Yeah, so we all do. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that, that's kind of what it was. So, yeah, you learn. But my mom, she didn't even want to really be an entrepreneur. You know, some people that understand what it takes to be an entrepreneur, you know, just like I tell people, you know, it's, it's not always it's not for everybody. You know, she didn't want to do that. She was like. No, you got to wake up motivated you, every day. You got to wake up hungry. And you also have to have that frame of reference, too. And if you didn't right. grow up seeing yourself and or right. seeing someone that looks like for you, you know, there's, you know, they say the cream rises to the top. But there's right. a lot of people out there who there's, you know, because not everybody's going to be wealthy. Not everybody's right. going to make it. You know, right. what I mean? so it was right. for you, it planted that seed and there was right. something in you and you saw that. So it planted that seed for you. Right. But a lot of people. There's a billion average. What are we like? Six, seven billion on the planet. Right. How many of us are like you know, super special like that. You know what I mean? Right. So it's That's like, true. That's it's okay true. with being regular, but not everybody's going to rise to the top like that. Not everybody right. wants that. Exactly. You know? A lot of people don't want that. And now the, the regular, it used to be, you have to still have that, you know, that niche, you know what I'm saying? It's a certain type of entrepreneur, but now the regular entrepreneur is the guy now, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like Elon Musk is a, he looks like he just from his look, he just looks like a regular guy. He doesn't look like some, somebody like a superstar or something like that, that just jumps out. That's what's going on now. Like when you, people talk about NFTs and the metaverse and all of this type of, you know, it's regular, regular billionaires, regular looking mm -hmm. billionaires. Everybody doesn't look like a superstar. So that's kind of what also launched a lot of entrepreneurship. People realize they could be billionaires or millionaires off of something that's regular. Right. So kind of like what you're saying. So that's like, that's actually tapping into that. That's tapping into being regular and turning that into something that is special. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're jumping in, you're regular, but you're jumping into the one percentile. Now's my chance, well, Tony. Well, hey. <laughs> yeah, man. We built for this. Yeah, Tony Normal dude. <laughs> what were you saying, Joe? Oh, oh, let me let me ask you a question. Talk and, to uh, me. I know that this is like a little bit more philosophical than probably want to go, but what, what would you say overall for your average client that you have mm -hmm. is luck versus hard work? Because obviously they're not all going to achieve the same success, right? They're not all going to have the same results. Right. You said what, what is what is say that again? What is luck? What, what what how much of, of success overall, especially in your field, but in general, do you think is luck versus you know talent? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. I would say hard work, hard work or talent; those two are interchangeable. I would say that you know some people say at the end of the day, you know, luck luck is right in the middle of that. But the thing the thing that people most people don't understand is how much hard work that goes into it when you are talented. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? So talent, hard work, it's, I don't know. It's like, it's, there's, there's luck in it. There's luck in it. But I mean, some of the most, some of your, the wealthiest people or people with the most money, those people work the hardest, you know what I'm saying? From what, from right. what I see, you know what I'm saying? So I really, I really see a lot of hard work, you know, like if we're talking about like a mozzie or something like that, like mozzie's up early in the morning, you know, I'm up early, you know, I'm up early every day, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, I was stuck like, ML Billion told me, you know, as a mentor, he was like, you got to get up before the world is up, you know what I'm saying? And we're on West Coast time anyway. So if the stock exchange opens at seven, then I need to be up at four and five and things like that. So mm -hmm. I, I noticed a lot of the people that they work hard, they got like, you know, they billionaires and they working hard, you know? So you, you think that the more money they have, the more lax days to go, they're going to be. 
Now, now what luck comes with that? It's like, okay, so if Mozzie pick, if he makes a good pick, you know, but he's been studying, he's been up for all of that. I can't just, I can't just uh, give that luck because it's a lot of hard work that goes into it. That's a great question though, but I don't know, man. It's it, I, what I would say is just it's position. If you put yourself in position, if you put yourself in the right position, to take luck, advantage of the luck, the luck, the luck will kind of happen. You know what I'm saying? Well, luck, a talent will get you in the door. Right. But once you get in the door, you got to show and prove. So you actually have to put in the hard work. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of talented dudes out there. A lot right. of dudes, you know, oh, I could have been in the NBA exactly. or the NFL, that's what but you got to put in that work. Give me the definition of like, if we yeah. really want to break it down, we can be philosophical. So it's like, what would be your definition of luck? Well, what is anybody's definition of luck? That's like something that we say as a kid and we say luck. But when you grow up, it's like, what is luck? You know what I'm saying? We're, we're grown men. Like usually it's like you're making your own luck because you're putting yourself in position. You know what I'm saying? Well, so no, you're being right. six foot eight will help you in the NBA, right? Yeah, it may not get you there. It helps. It might help. Being, I would say six. I was. I would say being six foot eight will help you get more. Will help you get more ladies than that will help you get an NBA all the time. Because if you don't have the talent, if you're just a tall person, you're just a tall motherfucker that can't do nothing. Then that that's not going to do anything. So at least you're getting laid all the time, right? You feel (laughs) me? Getting laid, you know what I'm saying? But necessarily, if you don't if you don't have no game, that's not really that's not really going to help. You know what I'm saying? It's just like okay, cool. That's like saying okay, cool, going to the NBA. Okay, you're black. That don't mean you can play ball. I know a lot of people. I I know a lot of black people that don't. They that's not their thing. So when we talk about luck, it's like okay, cool. You know what's the definition of it? You know because it's like not nonsense of the law. You know what I'm saying? Is you know what possession is nonsense of the law, but position is nonsense of the game. So it's like if you can put yourself in a position, mm. then you've you've kind of made you kind of made yourself you've made your own luck, and that's what I notice. I notice a lot of people they making their own luck. Now, if we're talking about somebody that's already come from money and things like that, you know what I'm saying? Which is it's like you know that's why. Oh, I, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's right. an advantage. Now, I think that I think that would probably be the best the best definition of luck because that's something that you just you're just born into it, right? So if you're just born into it, you're lucky. True. You're you're lucky. You're gonna have you're gonna have money. And that's just based on luck. So, you know, that's that's why it's like that's why I hate self-made. I hate that word because it's very, it's it's all it doesn't. It's everybody. Somebody had to hand you that check unless you were born into it. And if you're born into it, you're never self-made. Dude, a, sho- <laughs> yeah. a shocking amount of tech billionaires, um, especially the younger ones, came from extremely like privileged backgrounds in terms of like what they had available to them to begin with. Right. They say self-made, but then they're like, oh yeah, you know, I had an idea when I was 18 and. You know, my dad gave me, you know, one half million dollars to fund my idea. Exactly. You know, you're not like, self, <laughs> that, yeah, not self-made. Made. Yeah, you're not wrong, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I would say I would say you are because this because when people say they're self-made, they really make it seem like they did it all by themselves. And I know people that have done certain aspects. You're going to do certain aspects of things, you know, saying by yourself. But that's just like if I talk about how I started doing, you know, doing management and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Who am I contesting a lot of my success to? You know, I'm giving shot. I'm shotting out a lot of people that helped me put me in position, mentors and things of that nature. So it's like, yeah, I'm doing it. But there's also a lot of people that are helping me do it. So I, I can tell know. you when I was 18, I was worried about coming up with 400 bucks rent. Right. <laughs> on my $400 uh, every two weeks paycheck. Come on, man. Thank <laughs> you. So you know? Yeah. Like there's that, like I said, when you talk about tech billionaires, you know, like Zuckerberg and stuff like that, there's, there's aspects of, there's, there's going to be aspects of luck in every situation. You know, like yeah. I said, I could, I could say that how I met, uh, how I met, how I met a uh, billion, that could be luck, uh, you know, right. You know, I, my, my no, partner, my partner just told me to come out to Vegas and do this at the third. And then, you know, I was, I was there working. And then one of my partners I was working with, luckily 
met him and then luckily didn't cuff the connect you know what i'm saying because a lot of people do that a lot of people meet somebody and because he actually yeah. he actually needed stuff you know what I'm saying he was like i need somebody that moves this that, and the third as opposed you know him he could have been like oh i do it or you know he could have fronted on me but he right. happened to say you know what i actually know somebody that moves like this i actually know somebody that can kind of help do this and did it so yeah, if we if I break it down like that, that's luck. But once again, it's about the position, right? So you yep. you don't even I don't even I'm not even privy to that type of luck until I put myself in that position. So I would say luck and positioning go hand in hand. There's gonna be luck in everything. It's lucky that I that I linked up with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Through certain through certain people and aspects and Jake and Angie and you know I reached out and okay, you luckily hit me back. I could say you could say anything that has luck in it, but. It's always about position. If I if I if I was trying to meet you guys or be a part of the platform, and then you guys look at it, you look at what I got going, and you're like, eh. So you know, just like how you asked me, have I turned anybody down? I'm sure you guys have turned people down. Like, no, I don't want you on my platform. Or there, there's been a couple of emails where it feels like a spammy vibe, marketing vibe. Like you just thingy. did this to fifty fucking people. Right? Yeah, but they. It's pretty interesting how they're they're getting smarter because the first iteration I saw their first iteration, <laughs> it, they're actually evolving. Oh, okay. The first iteration was just like, "Hey, Lim, we like your YouTube channel. I ha I have a CEO of this business that does this and this. Would like to be on your podcast." Mm -hmm. So I, I got a spammy vibe out of that. And then the second iteration, it was why, why was that a spammy vibe? Um, the 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 spelling errors, the punctuations, gotcha. the spacing. Gotcha. I'm like, this does not. This looks like some template. It looked like that, a spam email. Gotcha. Yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah. Like it was a Nigerian dude emailing you. Sort of. <laughs> okay. Um, then the next, all right, man. Don't get us flagged. You feel me? I had a Nigerian <laughs> coalition on us. <laughs> I love Nigeria. <laughs> then the next iteration. I this get this, a lot of emails from there. Uh, this one actually seems like they tailored it where someone actually watched one of my podcasts and they're like, oh, we really like you that you had this guest that talked about this business on your podcast, but there's still so many spelling errors that mm -hmm. it's something like is as, as if they left a space for their, their agent to watch like 15 minutes or whatever, five minutes <clears throat> and then write something about my podcast about the name of the guest and what we spoke about. But there is like the template, like the top parts. Hi, I, I know the CEO from this company gotcha. that would like to be on your podcast. Then their temp, their, their blank spot where they write about my podcast and then more at the end. Okay. Wait, so then do you go look up the CEO in that company? And then yeah, of course he does. <clears throat> I mean, you could yeah. tell he's, he's going. So I, I went and looked in that CEO, like his interview. So actually, so I went to watch some of your podcasts, the one, the action junkie. And I appreciate I that. I like the way that you spoke. I appreciate that. So when I watched this other CEO guy, it seemed like he was just pitching his business the entire time. I'm uh -huh. just like, I, I don't want that. Right, right, right. Gotcha. And, and also for, for anybody that's look, that's going to see this and stuff like that, that, that's actually something good to talk about. So if you want to get on, this is also things that I do like consulting and management. If you want to get on different platforms and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you sell, you know, you're selling yourself, you know, you're not, you're not just selling your business. If I did you up, like I do this, I do that. I do this, I do that. It's like, uh, it's more like, this is what I, this is what I have going. You know what I'm saying? Check me out you more, more or less sell yourself. And then that had you for whatever reason say, let me, let me tap in. Now, obviously already, we already have a relation because relationship as far as you seem, oh, okay, well he, he was on Jake's show. He's on Angie's show. Oh, okay, he's, he's doing things in Vegas. So it's like, it makes it more palatable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for somebody that's as meticulous as Lim, once he does his <laughs> homework, you know what I'm saying? So once he does his homework, he's gonna go, he's gonna go watch it. And I appreciate that. And that's what I've also noticed the last, um, I mean, mostly all of the podcasts that I go on, somebody always says, Oh yeah, I, I saw, I actually went and watched it, you know, as opposed to just 
Like, okay, you know, it's cool to be like, okay, I rock with you. But you're like, nah, I saw it. I went, I went and seen it. I like, I liked your vibe. I liked how you moved, and that's what that's what it's about. And that's what I tell artists and people that I deal with and clients and stuff. It's like, sell yourself. People want to rock with you. Then they're gonna rock with your brand. If they're not rocking with you, they don't give a fuck about your brand. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always. That's why I always tell people when they're building their brands, sell yourself first. Because like, now if your brand is bigger than you. By all means, but most of the time, people are going to believe in you. You know what I'm saying? How could you mm. believe in what I'm doing as far as management if I can't sit and, you know, articulate what I what I am and what I do, as opposed to the shit talking and stuff like that? We can do all of that, but it's just like, you got to sell yourself. And a lot of people, they have, they struggle with that, and they just want to, mm. yeah, fuck what I got going, but I have a great product. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't want to just sit, like you said, especially, you know, I didn't realize off top, and this is going to be a three-hour uh, interview, who the fuck can talk about a product for three hours? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody can. As Joe, as Joe, definitely getting right. <laughs> Joe, Joe can talk about weed for three hours. Now, now, now that product we can talk about for hours. But you know what I'm saying? So that's 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 actually good that we can give some uh, some context on a lot of people because a lot of people they want they wonder and they ask me too. Man, how do you get on a lot of a lot of platforms and stuff like that? You got to be genuine. You have to have something going. You know what I'm saying? And you know, have a common bond. If you can have something in common, then people are going to be more, they're going to acclimate. It's, it's going to make more sense. Yeah. I want to say, if I remember from the Action Junkies podcast that you did, there are some of the questions where they asked, it was more almost a philosophical question. Right. And um, in you know, on the polar side, there's this other female that um, I think she emailed me to see if she could be on my podcast. I checked out some of her podcasts and I listened to her for i swear it was like 30 minutes i was like trying to get a feel for her personality mm. but there's nothing concrete that she was saying that mm. like no whether it be a morality question or concrete thing about her business neither right. side like even if i just get that you're a good person i'd rather have a good person on my podcast there you go. and she, the whole time i listened for 30 minutes i was like i don't get this so then i did one last chance i emailed her and said hey can you send me a i got this questionnaire can you reply to it mm-hmm. It's just five questions about you and whatnot. <clears throat> and then she just wrote back, listen to my podcast. And I was like, I, I oh, tried. Yeah. I tried. I actually tried for 30 minutes, woman. Yeah, obviously, obviously, you don't know how important she is. <laughs> right, right. No, that's that's real. That's that's real. And it's funny you said philosoph- like philosophical because in, in Action Junkies, uh, you know, shouts out to them and shouts out to, you know, John Orlando and Adam. Um, it just seemed like we were shooting the shit. And, yeah. and what was, you know, some of the best, um, and a lot of people that have seen that interview, I've gotten a lot of good reviews from people saying like, oh, I saw that interview. I, I saw you on uh, the Action Junkies. So that, you know, obviously they're probably popular and things like that. Yeah. But um, it was just talking, like they didn't even have a, 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 a huge context on me or what I did. It was kind of like we were just chilling, kind of like just, just like this. That's like why- In a barbershop. Right, yeah. just chilling. And uh, like when I first came through, it was like, we're just going to sit and, you know, chop it up. And then you just tell us about what you do and we'll go from there. And we were just literally chopping it up and just talking about, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, I, I made a reference to, I think, Entourage or something like that. And I was like, management. I was like, oh, I call myself like the Black Ari Gold. He's like, oh, yeah, I watch. I watch Entourage stuff like that. Oh, man. OK, so what do you. Yeah, that's true. What do you do? And da-da-da. So it kind of went in like that. So it was just no pressure you yeah. know it was it was organic it was authentic and stuff like that and then mind you then later on down you know they're from, they're from beverly hills and they know you know a lot of things that i'm talking about we have common bonds and things like that you know so i'm referencing quincy jones and adam's like oh well my dad was the publicist for quincy jones stuff like that so it's mm-hmm. just like you know you is, gotta- is there a podcast about action movies or what's action junkies 
No, they their pocket. That's just a name. Action oh. junk. They, they're not doing we, stunts and shit. Yeah, they weren't doing stunts. We didn't talk about action <laughs> films or none of that stuff. That was just that was just the name of their the name of their thing. And I also, yeah. um, you said that being a good person is solid. Uh, that's what you have on Instagram. Like we just, or yeah, I think this, you were just like we just good talks with good people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like fuck it, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Everything else, if you're solid, something it's gonna it's gonna transcend. Yeah. You know? What's your guy? Just a random tangent. What do you guys think the future of entertainment is going to be like? So, I'm thinking. In what aspect? Sheesh. Like uh, back in the past, I feel like uh, what would be a good example. Benny um, Hill. <laughs> is that no, a good example? Okay. Too Benny far Hill? back. That's no, too no, no, far. There's a the, Benny Hill, Aerosmith, uh, Guns N' Roses. Oh, you better not be throwing Aerosmith Run, under the bus. No, no, no. Run DMC. DMC any of those artists back That's then? Crazy. It seemed. Okay, keep going. Just seems like the the i would say the industry of how it market that and then the changes to now with youtube internet and whatnot i think the obviously it's changing but what do you think the future so let me let me give my one thought one of my thoughts i actually got this from sager and crystal which they do the breaking points um new news thing on youtube but sager thinks that podcasting will become like right now we got joe rogan the big the big name joe rogan Mm -hmm. But he thinks there's gonna it's gonna spread out where there's gonna be basically some type of Joe Rogan in every city. So it's gonna be yeah. smaller. Not the, probably Joe Rogan's probably gonna be the biggest paid for maybe forever, for all of time. Mm-hmm. But all the new ones are gonna be smaller paid, but smaller bubbles. And I kind of think entertainment seems to be going yeah. that way. That's funny. I was, I, that's what I would tell. That's what I saw in Jake. I was like, you gonna be the Vegas Joe Rogan? That's what I, I kind of saw in him like that. Like that's just the way that he moved and the same way that you do your homework. I'm sorry, I'm getting off topic. Yeah, from what you're saying, But the same way that you do your homework and you look at all of the, you, you actually go look at uh, the, the artist or the creator or what have you. Then you go look at, you know, watch them, them and you know, in their element, you know, you watch mm-hmm. me on a podcast and stuff like that. I do the same thing. And that's how that, that's how I built, like, that's the same way that I watched Jake in his interviews. And then I said, okay, let me book my, my client on this one. And then I'll say, let me book, my client on this because you can't put everybody on every on everything so i think i think that's dope um but back on what you're saying it's interesting that you said aerosmith uh you said it's like you said the rock stars and then you said run dmc and then now seeing as how you know hip-hop is the number one genre it's it's, it's bigger and it's mm-hmm. like the number one and it didn't used to be that it used to be pop and it used to be country and all this type of stuff rock and roll right the fusion is what is what I see, you know, now, mm-hmm. now, um, you know, if you think about hip hop, if you think about rap, rappers aren't necessarily just rapping anymore. It's always a melody to it. You know, it's always a, a, a mellow, a melodyne or a um, auto tune or a reverb to it. So now it's the superstar. It's the superstar. Now it's the fusion of like a, a, your pop star, your rock star and your hip hop artist. you know what I'm saying? You know, like Kanye's thing he just did the other day. Now a listening, when you think about a listening party, a listening party used to just be at a studio. He did a full-fledged listening party and because it was a big entertainment, it was a spectacle now. Everything has to be larger than life now. So on a large scale, that's what I see. That's crazy that you kind of like, you set it up like that because uh, Run DMC, they were the first ones that merged that. When they did that, that had pop looking at hip hop in a certain way and that had hip hop looking at pop in a certain way. And you know, that, I'm sure that was also the beginning of a lot of samples and things like that, which transcends to even now. But if you look at any hip hop artist, I'm no, 
They said they're not in, in the hip hop that much. Tony, you you, you fuck with hip hop, right? No, yeah, no. About twenty years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, just all of the artists now, it's always a melody. You know, I mean, the number, the reason why Drake is Drake is because he's he sings and raps. You know, right. he, he, so now that's your boy Ja Rule, though. Right, 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 right. That's true. And, and, and look and at what, did the same look thing. what Fifty did. Fifty, and 50 was, did the you know, same Fifty thing. was getting on him, and, and what happened? Fifty went and took his whole steeds. He, he did and, the same thing. He and, uh, oh, look at this thing. motherfucker singing on the hook, singing, singing, singing. This nigga. Oh my bad, I ain't rapping. Right, right. <laughs> he said I ain't rapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. You gonna have to bleep the N word. He said bleep. But the first one, you know. So that's what he was doing. That's not bad. We we over an hour in. That's not bad. We've been doing good. I got yeah. some other 50 stories, but I can't, I can't, no, even, I can't even go there. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just the melody, a lot of melodies and stuff like that. I, that's what I noticed. Um, so if you say the way, I just see the fusion in the pop star, rock star, superstar, like that. that's where I see everything going because that's where it's at now. Mm. Nothing is small. But if we want to get to the podcasting, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think there's going to be, I think there's, that, that's why I credit Vegas to so much. That's why I really wanted to help and be a part of growing a lot of podcasts, watching people be creative, watching people go from let's just do podcasts um, like a regular setting and let's do different settings and things like that. So um, if you ever get some time, um, you know, go watch um, Elevated uh, Elevated One. Shouts out to Elevated One, uh, the Fellows Podcast, because uh, my guy Terrence, um, Terrence and Danny B, what they do is, is they don't just have podcasts at a table or they don't just have podcasts, you know, just on a regular setting, we would do panel. They would do panels and things like that, and they would go in studios and get different get different settings. And then he set up uh, something that was called Champagne Talks, where he would link up with an artist and say, "Okay, you're an artist. Let's meet you in your element and things like that." So he was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, cool. Let's meet you in your element." And I like the creativity in that. So that's why we did a lot of we did a lot of panels and things like that. And then we merged everything. So that's kind of why that's yeah. that's kind of like my thing, you know. Then I started noticing, okay, cool, we got them. Then we got, you know, I, I booked Jake on that show. Then I booked Angie on that show. Then I had them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like we just start breaking it down. Like a, a build, a, build a network of Vegas power. Right, right. And put it there. And because now we have everybody being creative. We're all utilizing each, everybody's us, utilizing each other's platforms and stuff like that. And now that's, that's how we start, you know what I'm saying? To make Vegas look bigger than, bigger than just a regular podcast. Mm-hmm. So to, to answer what you're saying, I feel like that that would help, you know, just putting bringing everybody and really saying you're doing it for the city and bringing everybody together, like for real, like not mm-hmm. just fronting. That's why I always, you know, say like I always want to be like the Quincy Jones and stuff because it's like producing and aside from just engineering, but actually bringing people together and putting people on different platforms, you see a different side of them. So then I would, book, I would go on fellas and then I would book Terrence on their platform and he's not going to be the same that he's going to be on his Mm-hmm. He gets to tell his story and then you can see where that goes. And then Angie started doing, um, she started doing, she started doing panels and stuff like that, you know, like talking about sex and, you know, all of the things, you know, just relationships and stuff like that. People want to hear that, you know what I'm saying? So it's opposed to just, she could have all of her homegirls or she could have a couple girls and a couple guys, but just mixing it up, that creativity, mm-hmm. it just, you know, the synapses, I feel like all of this, all that stuff is like synapses. Everything starts happening. It starts coming together. So. That's a good point. That's hot nine seven Angie Martinez, or that's another Angie. Nah, Martinez? that's a different Angie. Oh, okay, Martinez. okay. They, no, I'm uh, thinking New York. I'm yeah, like hot yeah, nine they, seven. They, uh, she goes by Angie. Okay, Bob, okay. Yeah, her name yeah, is Angie yeah, Martinez. But yeah, yeah. They, interview, they yeah. interviewed her as well. Okay, okay. I, I was joking about Benny Hill, but uh, that show was on back when there was three channels on TV. Wow. 
uh, like you literally had three after eleven though. Is yeah, that you, like Johnny Carson there? Uh, yeah, it was this British. It was a goofy comedy. No, I, I, yeah. I know. Okay, I heard yeah. of it. I just like I'm saying, was that Johnny like, Carson days? Yeah. So okay. like, back then, sixties, seventies, seventies, even in the eighties, you'd have like three channels, and then cable came around, and you could mm. get thirty channels, and you'd have MTV, and you'd see Aerosmith and Run DMC do that crossover video. That yeah. changed the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at that point, everybody's watching the same thirty channels. That's true. So I think uh, Lim's point or question about you know, Joe Rogan is the biggest podcast and there are some other big cup podcasts, but is everybody's interest going to, going to section off into different stuff? And I think it kind of already is because, you know, I, I have a pickup truck and then, you know, I go search some things on Ford Raptors. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm watching Ford Raptors racing other trucks and I'm watching a Ford mechanic in Chicago that's got a super popular channel. And then, so now I'm in kind of this lane of the truck stuff. And then I have an unnatural interest in SpaceX and and seeing rockets land. Mm. So, you, you know, I'm watching SpaceX channels and then there's a guy that does a weekly show. There's a couple of guys actually that do a weekly show on just rockets and SpaceX stuff. Right. So you kinda answer you, know. you kinda answer your own question because even even if it's not <clears throat> even if it's not that you have a short attention span, like I don't know how I don't know how long you're actually watching all of these things. Yeah. You see in five seconds he just named that he watch one thing and then he watch another thing, watch another thing, watch another thing, watch another thing, watch another thing. Yeah. But those interests are becoming very specialized. It's not, we're not all watching the same TV. Right. We're all watching. You know, it's the technology. You think about the technology and the social media component, they've democratized things. Right. You know what I mean? So we all have, you know, when you have a camera phone, I remember back in the day when everybody was shooting on film and you didn't have digital cameras. Right. And when right. digital cameras came about, it was like, oh my God, yo, we're going to get a lot of bad shit because everybody thinks they're a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you know, people That's are going to fall. They were right. People who are serious <laughs> and passionate about it, you know, the cats are passionate about it. They're going to rise to the top and everybody else will fall to the wayside. So, I mean, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where it goes because everybody, you know, anybody can be a podcaster right now. Anybody right. can be a filmmaker. That's true. You know, but it's, it's the people who are passionate and love what they do. Those are going to be the Joe, you know, the future Joe Rogans because he ain't going to be the last. There's going to be right. someone else who's going to surpass him. So what no. do you <clears throat> what do you guys think about is okay, so when it comes to Joe Rogan, um I'm you know, of course I'm familiar, but I don't I don't really, you know, watch it watch it. like I've seen Joe mm-hmm. Rogan's show. I mean, what do you think just personally? What do you think it is about Joe Rogan that pushed him to the top? Because obviously, you know, a lot of people like to use him as a like a catalyst or as an example. Yeah. But once again, like what I was talking about, he didn't become that he he was Joe Rogan already. Right. Fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people. Fear factor. And then. There you um, go. Uh, so what was before Fear Factor. There's one. Oh, I think there was another TV show before Fear Factor. News Radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One, one is enough. Right. Well, you yeah. know, what I'm saying? he was already known for that, which is kind of like the point that I was making earlier. You know, what I'm saying. Yeah. No one gives a fuck about a Joe Rogan or the brand until he becomes Joe Rogan. Yeah. Or is Joe Rogan. So um, what do you guys think that is special? Is I mean, if there is, maybe there is, maybe there's not. Maybe he just is what he is what do you guys think there's any uh some specialty to joe rogan which has catapulted him to this type of success or is just my guy joe luck positioning <laughs> you know for real like you know what no, i mean no, yeah. no. I, I i i think that what helped propel him to like becoming such a and i don't mean it's any kind of disparaging way but it's gonna sound disparaging but a mainstream commodity right which is what he is you know what i mean like he appeals mm-hmm. to the mass market you know mm-hmm. he's a He's a good person to have. That's why he got the hundred million dollar deal. Um, I think it was his openness to ideas and just he 
even with all the controversies, I'm not talking about any of that. I'm not trying to get political at all. But like in general, Joe Rogan seems very accepting of anybody that comes on, even okay. if he doesn't agree with them. You know what I mean? Like he he talks. It's just very easy to listen to, and okay. it's okay. like low level, high level stuff in some regard. I, I don't know how to describe uh, it. Like, uh, low level on a high, low level stuff on a high level, or in or in a or in a a, a huge yeah. Market. What I, what I mean by that is that like. He's trying to take high concept stuff and bring it down to a level where he can put it out there, and a lot of people like that type of right. you know right. uh, presentation. Not okay. I, that's not the right. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I, so I, I'll yeah, try to. I think I, yeah, I get it. I'm going to try it. to reword what you said for, for that. Sure, um, sure. So I think that's one. I'm going to say I think that's one of the four pieces that's in my head. So uh, he's kind of he's open enough to talk about hard concepts with professors and and educated people on his platform yes. he's able to dumb it down for people but okay. there i think the other factors that just happen to beautifully come together for him obviously he was yes. in fear factor news radio right. um he i, I think i just stuff. thought i think i thought of another one earlier but uh so he had the fame already growing then so you have that aspect um ufc so he's the commentator on ufc was that f was ufc after his podcast or i don't even remember the that, time that was before yeah. that was before okay so so yeah so i think there's sense. a fact podcast for 10 plus years and nobody, yeah nobody nobody even cared so that's another exactly. factor mm -hmm. 10 plus years and then the ufc i think there's a there's think of how many guys want to get in ufc so i think there's a a perfect storm brewing for him where he happens to be commentating for ufc mm -hmm. which is a probably i mean all the guys in the u.s want or whether they want to be in ufc or they're willing to watch it or they or they're really into it i think that's just an astronomical so UFC number before it was ufc it yeah kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. Like yeah so come up so i think that was just luck or positioning <laughs> lucky position yeah lucky <laughs> position but see y'all feel he me though yeah, yeah. 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 The luck was timing but he was in a position to just snatch it up right there he did <laughs> And then I believe my other theory is his his openness to certain conspiracy theories. Okay. I think that that caters to I don't know what the percentage of America or the world or Americans. No, but that's middle America though. Right. So you're 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 you know, you're building on you're expounding right. on that audience, you know. Yeah, he, which is the regular the middle America. And he had his hand in Joe Rogan's pocket. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I'm, those, I'm sorry, I mean uh, Dana White's pocket. Dana White. I was oh, gonna say oh, there you go. I was gonna say I'm sure that's sure good people. Correct. Right. So I feel like I don't think I don't think he planned for any of that. I mean he even admits to his podcast, he's like he has no fucking idea how his podcast got so big, but he did it for eight years, but he had all those other pieces. So and he was and he also was doing podcasting before it was it was it was popular. Yes. Oh yeah. Which is uh just a little off. That I, I also was a part of um, independent. I was doing independent radio before people were doing podcasts. Mm -hmm. I've been doing independent radio interviews last ten years and things like that. So I was already I already kind of saw I saw where everything was going in a sense. In the beginning, I didn't. In the beginning, it was just a way for me to get out my music and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, okay, cool. People that are not pseudo famous are passionate about just sitting and chopping it up with you and the fact of people want to talk to an artist before the artist gets to that level yeah i mean that's huge you know what i'm saying so that's so that was also another reason why i was like okay setting up tours and setting up nationwide interview tours and managing artists and things like that that's when i was like okay i can do this because if people care about you before you blow up 
then that's the come up. And if you record it and you get the documentary behind it, because, you know, everything is, everybody's a filmmaker. Everybody wants to document something. And then you put your phone out. Right. Then no matter, no matter how long it takes, you know what I'm saying? Just like how, you know, Kanye just dropped his documentary. You know, that was 20, 20 years ago. Yeah. He's been, he's been filming it for the last 20, whatever years, mm-hmm. but now they want to see it. So it's almost like if you're kind of on the beginning of the cutting edge, UFC, cutting edge, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, podcasting, cutting edge. So if you, so, those seem like the things that he had going for himself. Yeah, I, I read Joe Rogan as uh, he wanted originally to be a comedian, but his TV stuff gave him enough money to not have to worry about work, and he was able to what commit. What TV stuff? He did. Oh, he did. UFC? Fear Factor or whatever. Or oh, news right. Radio. Right, yeah, right. News Radio is a paying gig. Uh, and then All right. I think Fear Factor money put him on into the get some of the syndication money. I think it was fuck you money. Right. Hey. <laughs> once he got to Fear Factor, and then once again he had a budget. But you know? he was also he also wants to be a stand up comedian. So the podcast for him is a way to keep being in front of an audience, right? Whatever your right. audience is, right. And then yeah. so he was early so relevancy. So so yeah. so he so he understood relevancy is 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 a value is a huge value. Yeah, and then in the early days, a lot of his uh, guests were comedians. So oh, they, okay. they weren't. Still, you know, there's still quite a bit. If you actually look yeah. at the statistics, um, I think comedians and MMA fighters is eighty. 85% of his oh, Okay, guests. so he has a niche. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, gotcha. so, but then every comedian or MMA fighter that comes on has their own audience, right? There's somebody that wants to watch everything that comedian does. Mm-hmm. So he's getting exposure every time one of those, right. you know, they're not superstars. You, right. you don't have to be a gigantic, you know, UFC fighter UFC, or comedian. You don't have to be Robin Williams or whatever. But if you are, you know, somewhat, if you're a working comedian or working UFC fighter, you have some some fan base. Right. And so he's done so many fucking shows that each time okay. that fan base tunes in, then somebody, you know, even one out of a thousand people, you know, loves Joe Rogan's show at that point. Right. Then you're collecting them. And then his dedication to just doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. Uh, and then also good production value. I think that helps because it's, it's nice to look at, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're not, not depressed when you see some guy in his closet. Yeah. I think audios, uh, something, I think to- Tony told me this. He said, yeah, People will forgive you for bad video. They will not forgive you for bad audio. Mm. Nope. Yeah. My boy's a um, he's sound designer in New York, so um, you know he's done a lot of black indie stuff and whatnot. And he always told me that um, you know because you have to think about it, sound is three dimensional. Yes, sir. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, in New York, whatever you seen, like you know, they had the bootleg joint. So you go to five hours for like three DVDs or whatever, you know. But if you got bad, like you could be Stanley Kubrick and have this amazing cinematography. The, Pictures are beautiful, like incredible. But if you can't hear to understand the dialogue, how many times you watch something that you couldn't hear what was going on, what they were saying, you're gonna turn it off. You know, like mm-hmm. you don't care how pretty right. the pictures are. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but if Kanye I can't, threw his mic in the, in the water yeah. yesterday because he was, you feel me, it was bad sound. It was a huge, it was a huge spectacle. Could, but if I that sounds watch the yeah. Verola movie because of that, right. yeah, it's it, not. You know, sound, sound is sound is mm. three dimensional. Picture for the most part, picture's two D. Now, if you go to a three D movie or whatever, that, that's another thing. But picture in itself is two dimensional. Sound is all around you. You can feel sound. You hear right. sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm. was Joe was was Joe doing it? All was he always doing it visually, or was it audio first? Oh, I don't even remember. I don't remember okay. the very first one. Because I, I would you know, the, the fact of it. I'm not I'm going to cut you off, but the fact of the visual the visual aspect of podcasting. There's a there's something in that that made. That made everybody feel like, you know, it's because most podcasters don't really feel like they are quote unquote superstars. Mm. 
even me and Jake talked about this, but it's like now then he realizes that he 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 brings value as opposed to just like um, doing an interview to somebody. So mm-hmm. it's almost like it brings somebody that feels like they're regular in a sense. You know, you know now they there's a, it's a superstar factor that comes with that. You know what I'm saying? Confidence is going to be built. All these type of things are going to be built as well. So some, that visual aspect of podcasting, it, it's very valuable. I, that, like, I, I feel like that's why a lot of people picked it up. Yeah, yeah. It gives you that connection. It's also, it, it brings you into the room. Mm-hmm. So it makes it more personable, more relatable, because now I'm in this, I'm in this dude's house. Right, you right. I mean? That's true. So, and it, but his house is in a thousand other houses, 10 million houses, whatever that, you know, whatever that audience is. But I think it draws people in. And you feel like you have a personal connection to that person. That's yeah. true. You know? that, 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 that's for sure. That's for sure. I'll give Joe credit on, I mean, I, 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 I almost want to say I don't want to give him credit because <laughs> Joe Rogan sucks. <laughs> he, had, he had fear <laughs> oh, factor. He, right. he had fuck you money. He had all that. But he, early in, it seemed like early in his podcasting, he did recognize that audio is important. So he spent the money on the shore mics early on. Yeah. He mm-hmm. spent the money to make sure that audio was you could li- you could sit in a car, drive, and listen and not be annoyed by the audio. Right. And I believe they're normalized normalizing the, the the way they master their audio. Like I'm still working on that. I'm still I'm still learning yeah, that. We sound we sounding good in here, man. Yeah. <laughs> we good in here. Well, there's still stuff you you, uh, you guys. Well, uh, Emmett's never seen it. Joe Joe probably I'm guessing he probably knows it, and then even Tony. But I'll I'll still have to normalize the audio, even though it sounds good here. Oh yeah, when I bring yeah, it in, yeah, yeah. like I'm super loud. You might be too quiet. You might be too quiet, and then right. there mm-hmm. might not be enough bass over there. And then oh, yeah, Joe, yeah, you gotta, I got to do gotta all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. go in and mix whatever. But that's it, it's that's crazy. Like your engineer, that's yeah. good. It's that's crazy good. how much. <laughs> editing i stuff to do sometimes well because we're so close there's there's bleed audio bleed so this mic will pick me up that actually all the all the mics are probably picking me up but i have to also try to kill out the other mics true uh so this is just it's not like sound, it's, not <laughs> sound, it's not crazy soundproof or like a studio or anything yeah well. yeah so, that too there is echo too right yeah um, but you gotta make concessions for that yeah yeah you, you and, know what's interesting is uh Weren't podcasts originally audio only because they come from right. the yeah. iPod days, right? Right. Isn't that yeah. what podcasts? It right. was iPod, Apple stuff that those were the original podcasts. Right. Mm-hmm. So or that's just, what I was saying when I was doing yeah. independent radio interviews, you know, there was it was it was just indie radio. Yeah. They didn't have they didn't have the concept of them knowing to film it. Mm, yeah. That, and that was ten years ago. They weren't, you know, that wasn't the that wasn't the the value wasn't in that. Now there's value in it has to be filmed because what's what's the new model that's, today? Well, that's actually, I see, I, I contact quite a few podcasts. To, like, I'll check their pod. I'll do my research and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I like this this uh, lady. So I want to invite her on. Right. But then I know she does no video. I'll do another, I'll check another guy out. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. I want to invite him on. He does no video. And I'm hoping. It kills it. It kills it. I, I feel like they're miss they're already doing the majority of the work. If you're going to audit, if you're going to record the audio and do the mastering of the audio, just get the video, get the video, and then the you video. just got to do the color grading, and then you're done. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not that easy, but um, I do. I hope I hope that I'm early on the podcasting video because I see a lot of pod. There's so many. There's millions of podcasts that don't do video. I'm just like, why aren't you? You're doing nearly all the work already. No, but yeah. but Lim has a great intuition too. He's doing this in 4K. That's so yeah, if you're watching yeah, like on said, YouTube, that, that's that's for sure. That's a, that's one of the things that you know jumped out. You guys look clear. When I you look clear, you feel me. Angie look clear. Jake look clear. You guys, everything look clear. 
you know, the, I can see the color contrast. However, you yeah. do the finishing, like you say, is that the color grading? Yeah, color like grading. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm in music, but I'm not a producer and engineer. Uh, and even even uh, to bash or not bash uh, bash myself, the color grading, I'm <laughs> I'm learning on the fly. I'm not a I'm a software engineer. I'm not a video engineer or right. anything. I'm in the Your last presentation is everything. Yes, yes, that's what I'm, I'm spending a lot of time to try to figure it out. I spent. Right. I, I don't know how many hours, hundreds, maybe thousands of hours probably trying to figure this color grading. And I'm still just, I'm barely and whatever okay the software it. is. Like I said, you've invested in yourself. You, these mics, this stuff, this yeah, software, yeah. that stuff costs money. That stuff's not free. Yep. You want a good system though with the DaVinci because the DaVinci yeah. in film, they use a lot of different DaVinci's for yeah. color grading, color yeah, yeah, yeah. correcting yeah, and all yeah. that spending but that even crazy money. It, it, you it, know. DaVinci's awesome, but it's also, it's a, it's a professional's tool. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get in there, I start tweaking stuff and like I could, I'm starting to be able to see how bad it is, but I don't know how to make it better. I, I've, I've, my, at least my eye is able to see how bad it is. We, you we, too. Me, me and you should do. Me and you should do one-on-one -on -one sessions. Yes, yes, please. I'm very familiar with DaVinci. Let's do it. Awesome. Do you, oh, Joe, what, 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 what do you do, Joe? Again? Yeah. What kind engineer? of movies are you editing? You're, you're, you're engineer. Color corrector. <laughs> yeah, uh, wait, wait, wait. Color yeah. correction. Before you I'm answer. Sorry. Engineer. What? Sorry. Before you answer that, uh, for our audio listener listeners, Joe looks pretty high right now. So go go ahead. His answer the question. Eyes are blazing red. He's baked. <laughs> okay. Answer the question. Uh, <laughs> I'm an electrical engineer. Um, I work for utility subcontractor right now, uh, but I also do uh, a lot of film stuff and. I'm producing a short film with a, a director out of Arizona right now, and oh. is it porn or not porn? No, it's porn. not porn. No. Actually, yeah, I watched. I watched. Uh, what's his uh, Harry? I watched yeah. his his uh, some of his videos. It's pretty. Um, his, he's legit. That's yeah, why, yeah, he's that's legit. Why I yeah. decided to come on as producer because I yeah I saw his work and what's I had the short film though, faith man? in him. What's, what's the that? short film? What's the short actually, film? Though? The one that I watched was. Uh, oh man, what, we can talk offline about. That. Oh okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> well, oh, we you release. You can't. Yeah, we can't it's not talk. My, it's not my not baby. To, oh, to oh play. Like that. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, man. Let me know if you you're working on any other projects, man. We got to collab on some stuff. For yeah, sure. no, for sure, man. Most I'm definitely. A, yeah, I'm same with you, Tony. People. Same with you. So yeah. what's uh, what? What do you like? How did you get into color grading, and why? Why do you like it so much? Why do you love color grading? Well. Uh, I think it's just it's just really cool, and it's a way to. Um, I mean, obviously, you have to capture everything you can, um, you know, in camera with the lighting. Mm -hmm. You have to have a general understanding of what it is you want. But with the color grading, you can isolate certain things and bring out new moods, even just through very subtle changes to the color palette of the frame that you're seeing. You know, but I mean, and these I think days, awesome, and you can break it down to the pixels. Back in yeah. the day, like I, I remember being in a, a photo chem out in the valley and like the color correction was like, it was a soup. You had these chemicals and they yep. you go to yep. the lab and the chemicals and they, okay, it's two points too light, mm. two points too dark hair, or it's a little red hair, mm. you know, but now with, with technology, you can yep. down to the little nits, to the little pixels, you can color, you know, when you look back in the day and then like the nineties when, uh, what's your boy dog? Uh, I'm trying to think he, they were doing a lot of music videos and that's what, um, Hype, Hype Williams. Hype Williams. So you would look at his music videos and like that color correction was crazy. And that's what was attracting a lot of people mm -hmm. because, I mean, if you had a story that was cool, whatever, but a lot of times it was just because you got Missy Elliott and you got all these other cats and he just, that color correction game was crazy. You know that's what I mean? It's like the money they spent because record labels, they was dumping money into, they was dumping money into music that videos. Was, now, million dollar videos. Yeah, that was back in the day when they was going build, hard, you know, Lil X, you know, Hype, those mm -hmm. cats, you know. No, no, that's, that's I didn't mean real. to cut you off. I'm sorry, Joe. Oh no, you're totally good, man. 
Yeah, like that. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. Yeah, you can take a rip while you're doing You were working in film out in the valley? You know, I'm out, just... Out in Chatsworth? Hey, me? Yeah, Tony. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to find my footing. <laughs> no, I said back then. Uh, uh, oh, no, yeah. yeah. It's a certain kind no, of film. No, 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 no. I, I knew. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to you have can't a birthday. So no, no, no. Tired. I was supposed to have a birthday present <laughs> out in the valley. <laughs> Somebody was about to take me on set. Like, oh, the old, the old great one yeah. eight. The old hey, eight hey, one eight. Hey, you know? hey, hey. No, no. Oh, that's you, cool. Did you ever, oh, I forget the name of the place. There was this uh, karaoke joint where all the porn stars would go. It was, it was a dive. Vegas? No, down in the San Fernando Valley. I think oh, it was like right. Star or something. Something something star karaoke. It was funny. Well, I sure do have a story right. uh, off the record, but what's that? Another time. Record. Oh, you got yeah. the story. <laughs> <laughs> I know it all. Ain't trying, to, ain't trying to get flagged on that. <laughs> so, uh, kind of jumping to Emmett. Emmett saying that my intuition on the 4K video on YouTube. That was something right. that I saw a lot of. Um, I mean, we net. I guess when you're on YouTube enough, you cut, you start seeing some videos are in 4k and some aren't and you even i mean there's some where i even a year ago i saw that they're doing only 720p and yeah. not they weren't even 1080p yet right and some of them were starting to get pretty big they were like i think one channel was i think like 10 million subscribers and they didn't jump from 1080p to 4k yet mm. I, don't, I don't know if this will pay off i'm hoping I'm hoping yeah, this no, will pay will. off. It will. It will. The yeah, pipe. You're pushing quality, everything, and yeah. Well, it has. I mean, obviously, you you know, you've been. Rec I mean, just speaking for me, I reckon that's that was something that stood out. Mm. That, that stood out. You Thank know, what you. what I'm saying I, I noticed. I was like, it's clear. You know, what I'm saying it's yeah. good. Good vibe. When it comes to a podcast, as long as the vibe is good and it's clear and it's clear mm -hmm. quality, like you guys are talking about, mm. you're good. Yeah, you're gonna get quality guests that are gonna want to come through and and want to like rock with what you got going. So. Yeah. Everybody's watching on their 80 inch uh, monitors now. Now, I mean, to <laughs> some some degree, yeah. I mean, you see all these TVs coming out, freaking right. 60, 70, 80 inch uh, TVs and monitors. It's crazy. Or but they're the, watching on their cell phone. That's the right. other. But the crazy <laughs> thing is, when you go to Costco, you go to um, Best Buy, Sam's. You know, they got 8K, but the content is not there. Yeah. Right. So you're yes. you, you're gonna buy a TV that's gonna show you 8K, but content is not coming in 8K. Mm -hmm. But you watch on Cox and whatever events is gonna get there. But it's so they're getting all these people because they don't really know. Like, oh, my TV can show eight, but you're not getting 8K content. The right. bandwidth on that, the pipes got to be huge. Right. To right. have 8K content, but you know, 4K is coming, and you're gonna be ahead of the curve. Yeah, I hope so. Right. And also something like when you were asking me earlier about like um, certain if there's certain things that you're lacking or certain things that clients or artists are lacking, you see what you did. Just like you might, you don't have to have the biggest following, but you have the best. You have the best quality. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you know, what I'm saying now you got that down. Then you can start working on the other aspects and stuff like that. Some people they'll just be like, oh well, I got a I got a great following, so I don't have to worry about the quality. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or some people that are like, uh, you know, my quality is whatever, but I got a great follow. Like, uh, what the, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. So that's good. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you can, the things that you not, are not the strongest at, you're still making sure that you can capitalize on what you know. This is stuff mm -hmm. that you know. And you got, you know, people around you that are helping you with color, you know, color grading and things like that. So that's dope. Because also, yeah. Lim has a I'm huge pipe. Familiar. Huge what? Huge pipe. <laughs> okay, I don't I'm not glass. That's, that's a dick joke. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, well, that seems Sounds inappropriate. Funny, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You guys are cousins. So, I mean, no, Tony said we need a huge pipe. <laughs> that's hilarious. Bandwidth. Oh, for the well, speaking of bandwidth, just for shits and giggles, since we're talking about it, so the to upload these videos because I, I um, I'm trying to. Um, be smart about my finances and cut corners everywhere that I don't need to. Mm -hmm. So 
I haven't upgraded the we the uh, internet plan. I'm going with the cheapest one. So it takes me ten hours to upgrade one three hour four K video. Oh, okay, that's why you were like, "Don't worry, you're gonna get this, but it's gonna be a while." <laughs> no, no, well, it's so I'll up, I'll upload upload it overnight. No, the reason for the that you don't get it for a while is my queue is literally like I have two months of videos in the queue. Oh, gosh. to edit and to edit. They, he's they, a one man show. Yeah, a man, wait, he's a one so man big, one man post production. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Liam. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Um, <laughs> Liam. <laughs> My online alias is Mr. Pink as a, like a gamer tag. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he calls yeah. me Pink from sometimes. Sometimes, what's up? All the time, but yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, why don't you convert the videos before you upload them? You can make them a more efficient format that YouTube already likes. They they are in that. They're they're in the um, really. And it takes that long. What kind of internet do you have? <laughs> no, so, so it's so so fine. Um, from a budgetary reason, yeah, like, but it's regular residential internet that any person would be happy to have. We have great. one and a half gigs where I'm at. It's the upload that they they throttle the uploads. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Correct. down, down yeah, is yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. But it's when you go to upload, they throttle it huge. Yeah, we have fifty megabit. I guess it's not that much. Fuck. Oh, we're at ten. So you're at fifty up. Oh geez, so I would be done and done in like two hours. But um, so anyways, I figure well, don't sit there and watch it. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the that's the big factor is I don't I don't really need anything uh, to do with uploading. So this household, that's the only thing that I need to up or that's the right. important thing to upload. So uh, I'll just render the video and then I click upload and I just walk away for ten hours. But I could still use the computer if I need to do other video editing. So it doesn't hold me up. So that's kind of like a, when I'm balancing the budget, no, the finances, sure, sure. Oh, okay. it's like, do I want to spend an extra $100, an additional $100 a month to get this 10 upload, 10 megabits a second up to, I think it's 30 or 50 megabits a second. I'm like, eh, would it help? Well, see, I see, I think like, like, like he was talking about earlier too. I think, you know, it's definitely a chicken or egg thing, right? Cause the internet gets faster. 8k actually becomes viable. So if, if uh, 8k cameras come down in price where it's viable for me to think that I should jump to that and pay, uh, pay for it, then then I'll have to probably do the extra $100 a month on top of the internet to get. Because I think at AK that you're talking about a freaking probably <laughs> three days. Three, <laughs> literally, it probably would be two to three days. So, so how many terabytes you have with regard to drives? I have a teraflops. I think I have a 20 terabyte archive drive so what i i have like three i have my active drive i have a a, a fast act semi fast access uh small bigger drive and then i have my archive big drive so the archive big drive is 20 terabytes each uh each of these three hour sessions eat up about two only 200 gigabytes which depending yeah. on yeah. your well yeah terabytes, yeah. terabytes. <laughs> That's That's a lot. yeah 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 you got 20 terabytes That's the kid's laptop right there <laughs> yeah yes that's like 20 million man <laughs> 200 gigs that's nothing that's light work man that's real that's real are you, are you live streaming right now g6 uh not live streaming just uh getting a little looking at himself just, just a little, little record you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah let me throw a little something up here you know what i'm saying no social media we gotta do it yeah you know a little something so i can post a little couple gigs and some you know it's gonna be summertime <laughs> by the time this come out you feel me i like it by the time it drops but, um, so yeah uh, back on the back on the joe rogan thing um it seems like at the end of the day, he's he's kind of like, um, is he kind of catering to the normalcies or the normal, the, the the regular, the middle America? I think he, I, I theorize he happens to be doing that out of, out of 
his own personality and not by not because he's choosing money per se so meaning I, he already loves mma he loves comedy and he's just going towards that um he also I, he'll admit so i'm not saying i'm not i'm not trying to bash him by saying this he'll, he'll say this on air he'll say that he's 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 not that smart so that's what i was gonna say i was gonna and that's and that's that's perfectly fine because, so he, he know, happens to be able to cater to average america because he is right. mentally average america and then he's also does it seems like you know some people that are not that smart but are attempting to be over you know like what they're mm-hmm. not or trying to be overly intellectual and stuff like that like if that's yeah. what if you know if you are you are you're not you're not as long as you can articulate and you're you're good it's gonna make sense so i mean yeah i like that like i said the, the joe rogan uh the whole way that you brought that up it's a yeah. good point because I, I really didn't understand like i get it but just from the outside looking in if i don't do my homework she's like a regular guy talking about regular stuff mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i don't but, watch him so i can't even yeah, i can't but, even speak on it but those are the most some of those are the most successful things it's just like you got you do you want to have a gucci or louis you want target you get what i'm saying you know mm, do you yeah. say, target you're gonna say you're gonna make more a lot more two. volume Right, a lot more shoppers, a lot more shoppers, and you know everybody can't go to Louis and Gucci and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of what I get from Joe Rogan. Like he's Target. He doesn't have. Yeah. He's not trying to be Gucci or Louis or. Anything I think that's like a that. good way to look at it. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Though, the so when I said he has eighty five percent of his guests are uh, MMA and comedians. Uh-huh. To me, I, I've said this before to to probably you and Joe hundreds of times maybe, but it's the other percentile the. The fifteen percent, uh, he interviews doctors, professors, uh, specialists, physicists. In their, yeah, mm. f- a specialist in I their fields. I see a fields. couple artists every once in a Those are the ones I'll catch. I'll catch when you like interview like a, a rapper or something like that, or artist. Yeah. yeah. So the when he does the when he interviews the professors and all of them, that's actually what the inspiration for this podcast was to interview people about their careers and see the wisdoms, the wisdom that they bring and what their story is and how people, how the audience can learn from that. And it, it seems like you interview entrepreneurs as well. That's mm. what that's kind of in the yeah. beginning. I first started going on, you know, a lot of podcasts, and they, you know, most of them weren't folk. They weren't necessarily focused on. Well, they, you know, they're focused on artists and stuff like that. So, yeah. in a sense, you know, since the whole, you know, most artists talk about being independent and things like that, which we can go back and forth about that all day. Um, you know, are you really independent versus do you have backing and stuff? So, I guess artists are independent in a sense. So, like, are, you know, are there recording studios in Vegas? If somebody's yeah. Somebody has an album that they need to record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's recording studios all over all over the city. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, Billion Billion has it. Like I said, you know, if you guys want to come, you can go to a production uh, production studio, uh, Studio B. Billion has a production studio. There used to be a real famous one at the Palms, but that's not. I think hopefully they'll since the Palms is coming back. They are coming back. Yeah. yeah hopefully uh, soon, right? I think March or so, April or something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, one of, one of the big Indian casinos bought them up and. Okay. Yeah, that used to that used to be that was one of the famous um a lot of a lot of celebrities, you know, would be there. Last time I was there, I was with uh fifteen hundred or nothing. They were actually um that's Jay Z's band, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So um they were they were working in there, but it's a lot of people, you know, Celine nice. Dion, all type of stuff. Yeah. Um I'm not in the music industry, so it's it's interesting that there's there's this recording industry here in Vegas, you know, not mm-hmm. not not the biggest in the world, but right. It's something that I'm unaware of because I don't see it. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, that's not that's not like a stupid question or anything. Yeah, yeah. there's there's for sure a lot of a lot of studios. Um, there's uh, hidden uh, hideout studios. Uh, you know, shouts out to my guy Niche. He's an engineer over there, producer engineer over there. Um, yes, but it's a, it's a lot of. You can't give us the address, right? You said I can. You can't, right? It's a hideout. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Off camera. Um but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um and a lot of a lot of like uh major hip hop artists they they record there because a lot of people don't want to just go to, you know, the little small studios and stuff like that. Like I said, I feel like there's more smaller studios in Las Vegas. It's like compared to like LA, you know right. what I'm saying? I don't even know as far as San Diego's concerned. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But LA, I mean, it's weird because Vegas and San Diego are probably the two biggest cities close to LA. Mm-hmm. So in some way, if you're going into an entertainment industry, you're going to movies or singing or whatever, mm-hmm. you might end up going to LA. Right. So it's this weird thing. I where, feel like I've been in every studio yeah. in, in Vegas, most likely. If, um, it, if It's got to be like a brand new studio if I haven't been there. But yeah. like all of the premier ones, I've been. Nice. It's a lot. It's a lot. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's like a hundred, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Vegas at the end of the day is very, Vegas isn't that big, right? Uh, what's the population here? Two mil? Two mil, right. Two million, yep. What's the population in, in just Los Angeles? We're not talking California. Uh, it's definitely over Eight million. 10. Ten yeah. Over 10. Probably pushing, it's probably like pushing 10, right? Well, so the weird thing about LA is there's LA City and there's LA County. County right. Yeah, so there's Orange uh, County and Riverside, which are, they're separate counties, but if you're there, like, I couldn't tell you where the line is, right? You just exactly. drive and it continues. Right, right. So it's one gigantic metropolis. So the degrees of separation, I mean, they're not even yeah. they're it, not even six anymore. So, you know, with two million people and everybody's yeah. in the same space, you know what I'm saying? You run into so many of the same people. So I would say yeah. just offhand, I would say you could probably you could probably go to about 15, 20 quality studios that, that are quality. That Here can, in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Quality um, and size and, and – uh, quality as far as uh, audio um i guess i'll get my voice lessons there you go you know <laughs> I me mean? come to money train management man i got you <laughs> um yeah yeah audio as far as um having the space if you want to do if you want to make sure that you can get some visuals in and things like that too so any yeah. sound stages out here yeah uh, like i said you can come to a billion that's where um that's where the this the film it's the film studio. So mm-hmm. basically, uh, you know, the Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears and stuff like that, when they had their residencies and stuff like that, they would come and like audition. Well, not audition, but um, you know, like demos. Do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They would they would come do that. So we book for things like that, and uh, it's, it's 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 nice little space, man. It's a nice little space. Hmm. It's right off of Tropicana. And you can yeah, pick you up can, the guitar, Lim. You can put that. In, you can put that in your GPS. You know, what I'm saying just put in yeah. a Billion Schmidt Studios film studio. Uh-huh. It'll pop right up. Nice. No, it's definitely solid, man. So I, I had opportunity, and you're in film, so I had opportunity of you know help running that too. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hang out in the parking lot till the Backstreet Boys show up. No, no, I know, right? <laughs> if they if they show back up, that was a while ago, because you know that was but yeah, that was like two. That was right before the pan. Yeah, like two years. Pre COVID like, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, it's, it didn't last long, right? They came through, did that, and it was like COVID showed up and just changed the whole yeah. game. You can mix your film over there, Joe. The mm-hmm. film, the film that he can't talk about. I said you can mix your <laughs> film over there, <laughs> right. on a sound stage, because ain't nothing like mixing on stage versus hearing it in a little room. And I tell, because like I said, I produce a film festival back in New York, and you have filmmakers come in, and you know it's on, it's only left and right two channel audio and stereo. Which film festival? Urban World Film Festival. Oh, someone to produce oh, really? back in wow. New York. Okay. So, you've heard of the show? So no, that you know, there'll like be. It sounds absurd. <laughs> no, so like we used to be. It sounds absurd. We used to be. We used to be uh, on AMC on Forty Second Street. AMC between AMC and the I forgot the other chain across the street. That location of Forty Second Street. So you guys, like, you're from New York. You're yeah. fr- you're from New York. I'm okay. a, I'm an army brat. I lived all over, but you know, New York is always going to be tell. home. I could tell. So yeah. same with you, Joe. You from New York? What's that? You from New York too, Joe? No. Oh, no Tony's just telling no, the audience where it's at. Oh, so, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> 
the Empire, or whatever, across the street. So those the those two theaters <laughs> were the highest grossing chains in the country. Oh, okay. Now there's a lot of times I've gone there in the afternoon during the day and like ain't nobody in the small in the small you know what I mean. But during the evening and the weekends, that's when they and they were the two highest grossing uh, um, theaters in the country. Mm. Well, yeah, I say that because like. Uh, so filmmakers would come, they wouldn't mix their movie right. They might mix it in a little studio, a little at home in a closet or whatever mm-hmm. they mix it on. And it's two tracks. And when you go to a movie theater, you're, you're going to get at least, if it's, it's going to at the very least be 5-1. So they're the company like, yo, why my, my movie sound like garbage? Why I sound like shit? I'm like, well, where did you mix it? Mm-hmm. You know, did you really mix it? If you just mix it at home with your head, your Beats headphones, you hearing it. Yeah. You hearing it here versus going to a stage and having it mixed. And it's also the quality of people you hire and you work with. Right. But mixing something in a little closet or you know, in your living room versus going to a sound stage and you can hear it and you can get all those different tracks of audio. You know what I mean? It's going to sound different. So they're like, you're taking something that's two channels and you're trying to put it in five, six different speakers and wondering right. why. You know, because your center channel might be your dialogue and you have left and right. And so, you know, effects and stuff may come in different speakers. Yeah, you got to talk to the mic, Tony. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Speaking so, of sound. Speaking of sound, the sound. Right. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times they, you know, they're trying to take those two channels of audio and wonder why their film doesn't sound like how they, it sounded at home. I'm like, dude, you ain't mix it. You ain't go to a sound. True. You did your little mix at home with your boy or whatever, but you didn't go to an actual sound stage, had, you know, sound design, had real sound design. That's true. That's true. Had a sound, you know, had an engineer come in and whatnot, yep. do Foley, do all these other things. And they don't think about it. And they like, yo, my shit sound like shit. I'm right, like, right. No, dude, that's true. You didn't put the, and I understand resources, but we all know somebody. You got to come up with gotta, the money somewhere. You got to outsource too. That's why like when we were shooting, um, we were shooting um, the block boy. That was the, that was the, sh- uh, the, the docu, the film, the docu series that we were working on. Uh, we outsourced. And yeah. because, you know, I don't, we couldn't find, well, I don't know if he knew anybody that was in Vegas that was well versed in that. Yeah, that's why we got you know Skeeter Jones to come out um, and, and actually do that. You know, we had he he directed and he did the visuals as well, but just ha- he had a whole team as well. You know, what I'm saying you got to have the audio team and things like that. But it's a lot of when people film out in Vegas, it's a lot of on location, like you know, because like I said, it's not a lot now. Recording studios, there's a there's a lot of yeah, not a lot of places to film like mm-hmm. fi- you know, like you talk about like just big venues where you could actually film places. Yeah, nah, not that not from what I've seen, nah. Cause I don't, I don't feel like people, they haven't really been taking it serious. Like taking Vegas serious is that type of town. Something, a random, uh, tangent with all that. So doing this podcast, I kind of thought Vegas would be a good hub for, because people love to gamble. So they're going to come fly to Vegas. So I thought maybe in the long run, if, if this becomes a very successful podcast, it'd be easy to, at that point be like, Hey, um, I don't know, say someone semi-famous, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a medium, so medium famous, not but not, famous? yeah, someone that's not super <laughs> famous, but I could say, Hey, John Doe, uh, why don't you come to Vegas and get on those podcasts? And then they'd be like, right. Oh, I'd love to come to Vegas. Exactly. You know? exactly. So I, I thought this might be a good hub for the podcast. I don't know. We'll see how things roll out. Well, I'm here, man. So you're good. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll be, the, I'll be the pseudo famous. Yeah. There you go. Could be famous and around yeah. a lot of famous people. Yeah. No, that's true. And once again, um, so when we were talking about the podcast, did you see it? Did you see it as a way for you to put people that were relevant to draw relevancy to your platform, or did, was this? Ju- it was just something like we just kicking the shit. I don't really, I don't want to say don't really care about the quality of your guests, but was no, that that, that was okay. the. Um, I guess to be honest, it was more that I wanted to get to the point where so the qu- caliber 
caliber that Joe Rogan and then another one that I watch is Lex Friedman. Mm-hmm. He gets, I mean, has he got like um, the the CEO of Google, I forget his name, and then he got um, the philosopher Steven Pinker on. He got uh, probably Neil, did he get Neil? I think he got Neil deGrasse Tyson on there, but he got some mm-hmm. big names. That's what I, I would love to get to that point. For sure. So, so the caliber of the guests, I would like to get to the point where it's like, Holy shit! These are big known names. So but when, you, when you're um, so when you're looking because you know you go through your stuff like very meticulous. When you're looking at people that you want to invite to your platform, that's a part of the criteria, right? Like you want them to have a following and things like they don't have to be, you know, like you said, they don't have to be super famous, but it'll get to that, you know. And it's like it's degrees, you know. So if someone might have a nice little following, but they'll know, you know, they'll know. I'm not, you know, I I. I'm not a billionaire, but I know billionaires type of situation, things like that. So to be uh, to be honest, I ha- I don't feel that I'm at that point where I get those caliber of guests. Um, where uh, I'm gonna say caliber, where their Instagram is big, big followers, their Facebook, they already have a YouTube channel. Well, what's, well, fam- what's, famous people. What's big? What's what's big? Uh, follow like when you think when you think big following, what's a big following? Um, to I think from what I'm, I would I would say what this channel it seems to be capable of mm-hmm. right now, right this second because this, second. It's, this channel is still growing. When I invite people that have more than ten thousand subscribers on their channel, mm-hmm. they seem to reject me because they don't they're too busy. Mm-hmm. So it seems I I feel that there's I haven't well, broke followers I are different though. Like you, what about people that have more than ten thousand followers? On Instagram, not subscribers. Oh, um, on Instagram, I, I would say the numbers around, it seems to be 100,000. Okay. So on YouTube, it's 10,000, 10, and then you, Instagram's 100,000. So if they have more than that, then usually they reject me just because they're so busy. They already have so, gotcha. so much business. Um, but, I, but I think what's different is that you're finding people now that are interesting, people that have something worthwhile to talk about. Some, true. They got something going on, right? True. Yeah, like you were saying, of the billions of people, there's a lot of regular people, right? Right. If you have just a regular guy on, he's going to come on and complain about his job and, you know, whine That's about, mm-hmm. deal, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, I got to get up early and take my kids to school. That's true. Like, well, we already know that story. Right. Got to find somebody <laughs> who has a different story. That's true. So I think you're doing a great job of curating uh, people that are interesting mm-hmm. and yeah. have something worth worth listening to because that's the, the thing in vegas that i notice is you 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 have to sit just from vegas people uh L, you know in la it seems like you can kind of tell if somebody's interested or not even yeah. in, even in a couple of seconds or even or maybe even just if you kind of see them from afar or see their you know you might check into their following or whatnot or check into their, their instagram yeah in vegas to really understand if somebody's interested to me you got to sit down with them yeah. I met a lot of interesting people, but you, but you kind of got to sit down and kind of go through that, that vetting process, you know? Yeah. And I, don't, I, I think the, the need for, if for famous people, the, cause that will get you more views and more subscribers and more popularity. And then why do you want that? Because we are talking and you don't want to talk to an empty room, right? Right. You don't want to make a show and nobody's watching. So, right. so in the other direction, the more people that see it, the better, right? So there is some, some value and, and cachet to, to being famous. That's true. Because it'll draw more. Yeah. I don't know if this analogy will answer your question earlier. Um, I do feel that within the ballpark that I'm in, so that ballpark is around under 10,000 YouTube subscribers, under 100,000 Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. I do my research within that that ballpark. So any any player, any manager, any person that I see in that ballpark, 
I am try. I I I have my template. I email. I do my spam. But it's, it's good me spelling. Per- <laughs> yeah, with good spelling. He's gonna disrespect the spam in hand, but he's gonna do the spamming to the other yeah. big the big wigs. So I'll I do. I, and from time to time, I still I, I still actually send an email to those big the ten million followers, subscribers. Um, I still try. Um, a lot of them reject me. There's been a couple that were like in the like a hundred thousand followers and uh on i think youtube and they're like yeah we're we're interested i then they'd like give me well reach back in this date so i reach back and then they're they'd like come back like yeah we're really interested but then the schedules never happen so at least so so you think that so no matter no matter how you slice it you think that at the end of the day they're 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 not coming because of your following they don't think that you're big enough yes so this is just management asking so what would you guys want to do to take it to another level so people will be able to see that? Because that's what that's that's how you get the looks. The more you guys have the viewers, the followers, you know, which the press or whatever, which leads to verification at some point. Mm-hmm. Blue check. I mean, these these are all places that you want to end up mm-hmm. to garner this because people that have a hundred thousand followers, they're 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 usually verified. I I don't know if the answer would be money at the end, like an X amount. I think maybe the off camera we could talk about specifics, for sure, for sure. but um i guess how would i talk about that without i don't want to give away too much information no, I, get it, I get it we're not just i'm just i'm just asking like are you like are you up for that is that is that the lane the way that you guys would want to go because some people that have that have you know podcasts stuff like that they're not they're like oh, i'm just i'm cool with i'm cool with whatever i'm cool with not having this on the third but it seems like you're like nah i want to get i want to get bigger but i think there's a budgetary things that i'm uh, financial things that i'm looking at where's the best way to bang for the buck and gotcha. then also we'll talk off camera yeah yeah okay gotcha <laughs> i'll help you i got you because that because that like i said i see value and i'm like let's, let's capitalize you know like mm-hmm. i said when i first started rocking with jake he had like a thousand followers yeah you know so i mean angie had like a thousand you know as well they're both growing so it's like they everybody everybody's following a certain template and everybody's following like they're they're moving in a certain progressive way we're gonna we're gonna make some we can make some stuff happen for sure Awesome, awesome. Is Joe's video on the uh, display? Will Will Joe's what? video be showing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, Everybody we'll, will see how high he is. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually, you know, a, a random, a random Bye-bye. thing. Another quote, quote of a high person. An, another high. tangent. Um, I've had some audience watch. Uh, audience pe- people reach out. And they they say they watch my podcast. The ones that are. Uh, involve uh, marijuana and whatnot Mm -hmm. so then i was like well i've only had like probably two episodes that deal with that talk about marijuana Mm -hmm. and then but now since having joe on for the last uh, few last month or two i was thinking well we could somehow make a game out of like if the audience member smokes they could watch you and whenever you smoke they should smoke but i don't know how we would i don't (laughs) know how it's dangerous (laughs) i know I I I've smoke. I smoke on a lot of my other um, other platforms that you know that allow it for summer. But I, I've been switching it up because, like I said, you know, yeah. for, I, I saw you guys as a business one. I mean, I seen Angie with the bong and stuff like that, but mm. I don't be yeah. smoking bongs and stuff like that. I, you smoke blunts. So makes, makes it hard to go three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on the person. It depends maybe. on the person. Right, right, right. <laughs> Joe's having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be having a hard time. He's he coming up his own house. He's chilling. He's chilling. There ain't no hard time happening anywhere around. <laughs> he said he can't, no, can't get no worse than that, man. That's, that's real. Yeah, I used, I used to smoking a lot of them, but I've just been chilling. 
Are you saying Joe's the bait for the uh, marijuana viewing population? I actually, I, I think it might be fun depending on some some of the viewers that no, that wanna that wanna smoke and listen to a podcast. They could watch him, and then whenever he hits the yeah, it'd be like a game. No, that's Can you keep up with Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you smoking a joint? You were smoking a joint, right? Judge on this. You smoking? You smoke joints, Joe? What do you smoke? Uh, I, I, I mostly smoke bongs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I smoke joints once in a while. Final um, answer. I just haven't wanted. I have a. This is a different bong. Dab rig, but what my bong got broken, so I've been having that, to smoke weed that, out of this. That's taking me back to high school. Rig, and it's, right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, dabbing like, stronger, right? That's that's Beverly Hills High dabbing. School type stuff, man. Bongs and stuff like that. Hey, when I, we when we <laughs> was on Crenshaw <laughs> Thirty, man. We smoking blunts. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know dudes that would make a bong out of an apple. You ever seen that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I see yeah. yeah. apple, yeah. apple, yeah. apple cans. Yeah. You know, foil pipes, had a little one hit quitter, ten foil. Right? Nah, I see. I'm glad I used to drive through and use my debit card to buy weed. You know, order ahead online. You know, I love the future. You're living in the 21st. Oh, yeah, the whole, weed, the whole weed industry. The whole weed industry is different now, man. I, I mean, could y'all could you believe it now? Like with dispensaries and stuff like that. Like, I mean, no. you know, that's just crazy. Like, right? like I said, I literally place an order before I leave work, go through the drive through, get my debit card. Oh, it's, nice. It's, 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 it's easier than Chick Fil A. You can't accidentally run over somebody with an iPad. That's a fact, <laughs> that's a fact man. I yeah. thought they only took cash. This the spots that take nah. that take debit now. I feel like up, they, yeah, up here, up there, there is. They probably taking Bitcoin at this point. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. They're taking yeah. Bitcoin, I'm sure, man. They taking whatever crypto, <laughs> yeah. all type of shit now. Yeah. Can you buy it already in the Swisher Suite? Yeah, you yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, they have pre rolls. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, imagine yeah. that's the hard work. Is where do you go? Into, which uh, which which dispensary? Uh, this is a place called Green Mart. Here in Beaverton, Oregon, Green Mart. Oh, you're oh, in Oregon. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, okay, Oregon. I get it. I get yeah, it. Oh, yeah. you guys. Are, I thought hey, you were in Vegas. Fin- no, yo, y'all just there. finessed yeah. me, man. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking that you. Oregon. I'm thinking you in Vegas. And I'm in Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No, no. no. <laughs> Oregon got some good. Oregon got some good. Uh, some good weed. I've been out to Oregon before. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, we do, man. Oregon, Oregon Seattle. Seattle. See, Oregon, yep, Seattle. Yep, yeah. THC count. Area's pretty lit. This. There's Greenland down here, but it's just Korean. Supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> How far is uh, what you said, Beaverton? How far is that from Portland? I've only been to Portland. Twenty minutes at most. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's right there. So you a Trailblazers it's fan? Portland. Uh, I I do like the Blazers. Yeah, but <laughs> but he's like, yeah, but all right. I mean, I don't know. Like, not said. Basketball's not your thing, or it is what it is. No, I I mean, I'm more a Pistons fan. Because I, I lived in Michigan for a little while, and that was the only time I ever actually liked watching real sports. But you, yeah, you were old, old school Pistons fans because the Pistons are like last place right now. Are you just still a fan, regardless? Real fan? I'm a, I, I am a fan, but o- only because <laughs> only because I could have gone to the Malice of the Palace, and I didn't. Mm, and it's that's crazy. Me. Okay. All hey, right. hey, is yeah. Rashid Wallace still playing, or did he finally retire? Fuck if I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that's a super high question, and he yeah, knows the yeah. answer. <laughs> Rasheed, man, he was uh, he was cool. Was I, met, I met Rasheed a long time ago. When yeah, he, yeah, I met Rasheed oh, Wallace. Really? Nice. Yeah, I met Rasheed Wallace when um when they were playing the not Detroit when he was playing he was playing with he Portland. Was Portland. 
he was playing with Portland. Yeah. I know they were playing the Lakers. Yeah, that was a good. I just caught what you said because <laughs> yeah, he played yeah. for he played for both of them, and uh, yeah, they were playing the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. I, I seen Rasheed out there. Was that the uh, playoffs? Mm-hmm. That that was for the yeah for the chip. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Western, Western, the Western, Western Conference, Conference yeah, final. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Rasheed, Rasheed was yeah. cool. He was good people, and I used to uh, play basketball at UCLA all the time. Mm-hmm. So they would all they would always come. You know, what I'm saying come out there and play. You know, Kobe would be out there. RIP to Kobe. He he would come through. I mean. Everybody, man, just the whole, just every, the whole NBA used to come through. We used to play pickup games when I was super young. Nice. That was dope, though, man. Wait, like, where was this? UCLA. Yeah. They used, oh, all right, all right. The, the UCLA men's gym Fair that enough, was right next enough. to the uh, right next to the Wooden Center. They have right. a good film school there. Yeah. <laughs> nah. You would tie it all up. <laughs> right, right. He's like, let's let's I've make it make sense. I thought that was USC. Uh, yeah, USC yeah, had USC the better has film, better film yeah, right? Yeah. I didn't say that. Are you, yeah. saying, are you saying they're not good? No, but I mean USC is what's known for you <laughs> know their true. film prom- ah, their film their program. program. Yeah, hey, which true. which campus is in Brentwood? UCLA. UCLA? Yeah. 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 UCLA. Yeah. USC is in the hood. USC is in the hood. <laughs> that's yeah. a fact. Yeah. There's, there's like a, a movie theater on every corner in Brentwood. That's a fact. It's weird. Yeah. I used to always go to UCLA, like the whole UCLA Westwood experience as a kid, and you know what I'm saying? Go to watch the movies and go yeah. get the little burgers from the little cheap the little cheap burger spot stuff like that those nice. are the good old days you could just like i say you just go up there and just hoop and you'd be at the men's gym and all yeah. literally you don't have to go to the wooden center you could just go to the regular men's gym and superstars is coming in there superstars come and dunk all over you facts <laughs> definitely definitely but this is when i was young so you know what i'm saying i was i was doing my thing you feel me i was i, I was smooth like you know when you just super young and you just doing your stuff like yeah. you get credit just for being the 14 you know what i'm saying nice. and 15 16 balling with the big dogs you know what i mean yeah that's just dope all right let's get into the final question section bum, bum, bum. it's three hours serious already? now uh, two and a half so we got go. oh yeah we moving <laughs> I'm going to get into G6's real deep feelings. <laughs> Let's get to it. First question. What great daily habit or habits do you have? Praying. Um, smoking weed. Shout out to my guy, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Big Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Praying. Uh, working out the gym, you know, gym praying. And posting Kush. on social media. Kush. Wake and bake. Yeah. If uh, the, for the smoking thing, do you find that ego, that smoking eliminates your ego at all? Mm, eliminates my ego? Probably not. Mm. I don't, that that whole ego, what, what an ego is, I don't even, it's like, I know, but I don't, that's one of those things. It's mm. like luck. It's like, it's cause some people attribute ego to, if you think too much of yourself, you have an ego, but it's like, well, I always think too much of myself. So does that mean mm, I got yeah, ego? You can't be a Kanye fan if you let go of your ego. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I rock with Kanye. I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a fan, but I, 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 res, I, I respect. I get it. I get. Boy, I talented. I mean, yeah, you know. I respect. That. I respect his talent. I respect anybody that's talented at something. But yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you. I've never. I don't even know if I've heard that put that way. Huh. You're smoking about, and your ego's gone. For me, it does. Like oh. I, my, I'm whatever thoughts. I, I don't know how would I describe this. Whatever thoughts I have from a like a masculine testosterone filled mind. Mm-hmm. Like when I smoke marijuana, that seems to be like, I'm more, I love everyone. I have no desire to, even though actually even without marijuana, I don't really have a desire to be greedy, but even with marijuana, it's mm-hmm. even, it's even more so like, I really want to help everyone. I want to love everyone. Oh, okay. Okay. So you cookies and bubbles once you hit the blunt. He yeah. The blunt, yeah. Everything is like cookies, bubbles, bubbles and yeah. wa- butterflies and yeah, everything is yeah. great. The world mm-hmm. is great. Okay. You're starting to sound like a hippie. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
I wouldn't necessarily say like your ego. It just seems like you just get more chill than you already seem that you are. You seem like you're a chill guy, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How about how about you, Joe? Do what? you lose your do you lose your ego or do you get bubbly when you smoke? He wants to kill people no, right now. I just yeah. get more loose. I mean <laughs> it doesn't really change my overall attributes, in my opinion. I could All be right. wrong, but <laughs> yeah, we mo we uh it's like well it motivates. It mo like I'm yeah I'm, it motivates me in certain aspects and um yeah, like I said, I like I like smoking, you know, before I go to the gym. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I like because it's, it's almost like sometimes you you might focus on something. Like if you're not high, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, you you might not do that last set. But if you high, you just like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just going to. I'm just going to. I, I don't understand that people that. So for me, right. uh, whether it be sativa and or indica. Yeah, I'm an indica guy. That sativa stuff is it's, it's not a, it's not really. Much. I would not ever. I wouldn't imagine ever wanting to hit weights when I'm on indica and or sativa. So I, I have friends that are like you and they, right, right. they, they smoke and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go for a jog. I'm like, you out of your mind? I'm going to sit no, on this couch. No, that's true. That's true. Because like I said, it's something, it's something about, you know, I've I never done drugs like nothing like that. So like weed, you know, that's that it does it for me. It's like a, it's an upper, it's not a downer. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like if I, if I smoke and I'm already, if it's already 12 or 1 a.m. in the morning, stuff like that, of course, I'm just like, all right, you know, whatever, I might just chill out. But it's, it's, it's an upper really for me. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to smoke and go do stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, I don't want to smoke. Like if I'm not gonna do nothing, I don't really. I might smoke still, but it's like I don't. I don't want to just smoke and not do nothing. I like smoking and actually going to do stuff. You know, if we're gonna go, you know, chill at a party or go function or go handle some business and stuff like that. Not like some, you know, big high level business, but you know, <laughs> don't don't sign any contracts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would, I would, you know, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say sign a contract unless you got your lawyer with you. Now you can be high as you want if you just got your lawyer with you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Good advice there. We got, we got the nuggets of wisdom. That's going Always on TikTok. Keep lawyer. Always keep a lawyer with you when you're signing your contract. All right, next question. What do you know or think of cryptocurrency? Um, I know it's the new wave and it's taking over. Um, what do I think about it? I don't know much. You know, I'm, I'm not an expert. Um, I just know it's the new it's the new wave. It's, it's taking over. And it, seem, it seems like it's really going to be here to stay because everybody, you know, you can't go a day without hearing somebody talk about it and jake gallon hasn't uh sold you on a crypto no nah, he like i said jake you know we just be so busy man i told jake i'm like look man i gotta i gotta get down with you in the nfts and all that type of stuff but you know we, you gotta sit and really understand that type of stuff i feel like he already most people that understand that stuff they already understand aspects of things that are like that yeah. in a certain way already so it just that they naturally it's like okay they acclimated to that you know i'm not i've never been like a just you know i'm not a gamer to also a lot of that crypto and, and nft stuff i feel like my son you know he plays video games all the time like the concept of nfts and the concept of you know buying buying video game skins and things like that like i feel like they understand that already so i don't really understand that at a certain level where i'm gonna be putting a whole bunch of money into it mm-hmm. but i get it i get it it's just a new wave you know i think that's a good point where either if someone's a software engineer or someone's a financial person whether they deal with stocks i feel like they got a leg up into the crypto right right anybody else it's it's uh, like blockchain is so complicated i'm able Mm -hmm. to barely read through certain white papers of blockchains right um or cryptocurrency however you want to describe it but that shit is complicated like i could only read probably maybe 50 percent of that stuff the other 50 percent over my head and i'm a software engineer 
that shit's freaking math, you're, you're, man. Right, you're used to numbers, and that stuff's still confusing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, so I'd need I'd need an expert to walk me through that whole process for sure. I yeah. I, want, I wonder where the f- I guess there's already this is just random thoughts. Um, so there's there's financial advisors that deal with stocks, and surely there I mean there's already people trying to do financial adv- advising with crypto. Crypto advisors, but it feels like it hasn't been. It's not really a solidified profession or industry yet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because crypto isn't solidified too. But I, well, more, when more regulation comes in, you right. know, I mean, you already see uh, uh, institutional investors jumping in, and they're probably buying a dip like crazy right now. But once there's more regulation, everybody's waiting to see what the Biden administration is going to do because they've been talking about you know regulating and getting in now. So a lot of people are just waiting. I think I feel like wait and see. You know, unless they you don't got that wait too long, a lot of yeah. people don't want to wait too long and, and miss the miss the vibe, miss the wave, right? But you know, you got people looking at it, you know, because you know the old traditional brick and mortar stockbrokers, them cats, they don't really get it yet. They know there's money right. to be made, right. but they don't want to dump in a lot of money if they fully can't understand it, and they don't understand what the regulation is going to be. True, because you don't want to get in and we get a China where they pull the rug out from under you. You know, no more Bitcoin, no more mining, all these other things, and they're banning uh, crypto. So people, I think people are on a wait and see. You that's know? true. Now that's you have true. other cats like what's I, your I, boy I agree from? with that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a pretty fair assessment. What you got, micro strategy or micro who? I think micro strategy. Yeah, yeah. who was like dumped mad money in, into Bitcoin, and he's he's you know he's hedging, he's betting heavy on it. But a lot of us, you know, so on the sideline waiting. You know, right. I, that's a bet that might not know. everybody want, might not want to make. So yeah, I, yeah. I understand. I agree. Hmm. Your take on it, Liam? or this is just oh, you well, asking me? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm a software engineer. I love blockchain. It, I think it's it's a paradigm shift. I think any, I'm kind of on the polar side of everyone should get in. Um, it's it's from a technological standpoint, there has never been anything like this before. No. Uh, the What blockchain does, the consensus mechanism, uh, we've, there's nothing like it. So just that alone, any blockchain invests some money in, hope for the best. Right. But that's me speaking from a technological side. There's the human side, sure. Um, just there's, jump in just because the, the water's warm? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yes. That that would be the short the short answer. But the, there's a, the human side that I can't predict at all. There's freaking, you got the regulators. You don't know if they're going to come down hard. There's the, the finance people in Wall Street. You don't know if they're going to fuck the the market. They could come in with heavy money and then pull, do mm-hmm. do a bunch of not really rug pulls. They oh, could. I, I know. I know a few big wigs that did that, and that's yeah. That's that shit is real. They yeah. can tip the scale. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, you're looking at watching the wells. What the wells are going to exactly, do. exactly. You know what I mean? But I think as for me from a software side, that blockchain is it's you can't delete it. You literally can't delete it. So that in itself is something we have. You'd have to nuke. You'd have to EMP bomb the entire world, electromagnetic pulse, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd have to kill every computer, every chip, everything. I mean, every oh cell phone. God. You'd have to kill everything to stop blockchain. You which, can't stop blockchain. Yeah. So you, virtually, you I'm going to say it's, it's unstoppable. The government could try to kill some of our backbone internets, but then they're, kill, they're shooting themselves in the foot if they do that. Because mm-hmm. then you shut down uh, internet from West Coast to East Coast to try to stop blockchain that'd be stupid so right, that's true. You can't shut down netflix it'll be a revolution no yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> so i think blockchain the revolution will not be televised on netflix um it, kind of a i guess slightly funny i don't know i had someone message me the other day and they said hey where should i invest and i, I just told him my opinion if he if he just wants to get his feed in or he has money um 
then just invest in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And then I threw this obviously is not uh, YouTube. This is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. This is for entertainment pur- purposes only. But I told I text my friend back and I said, I theorize Ethereum and Bitcoin. So Ethereum at say it's 2,400 right now. I don't, I forget the exact figure, mm-hmm. but I think in 10 years it can, it, I think it could easily hit 200,000 a coin. So you're talking about a hundred X in 10 years. True. And obviously I'm, I can't predict the future, but the way I see how Ethereum is growing, I think that's an, it makes sense to me. So then he texts back, he's all, well, I want something more than that, than a hundred X. I'm like, Lord. yeah, right. I'm like, this is a hundred X. Like you, what more could you want? You yeah. A hundred X of anything in your bank account right now. Yeah. 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 He, wants, he wants exponential. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. wants that now. Yeah. And he wants that So now. then I, I actually, don't I just, we all. Right. You know what I mean? I just replied back, said, I don't, if you want to play on the meme coins, that's your prerogative. I, I, those you win big and you lose big. That's, that's gambling, gambling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, but even Ethereum, I could, I could, if I want to play devil, devil's advocate on myself, sure. Ethereum could go to zero. Right. But right now I don't, if I see that, then I'll let everybody know. But you don't see that. I don't see that. There's, it seems like right now it's really tough to. It's huge. I see a yeah. lot of people talking about, they don't even want to. They only want to deal in in crypto in certain instances. Mm-hmm. You know, they only want to deal yeah. in Ethereum. I've, I've heard major rappers is like, I don't even want to carry around uh, all this money anymore. Yeah. I just, I just want to. I'll trade it in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Artists are saying, book, you know, book me in crypto. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, like I said, I'm sure yeah. people are gonna start gambling and they're gambling and they're using that as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're touching on something that. So the the eternal struggle for Lim is like he'll you know friends because he's been into crypto a while. And friends will be like, oh, should I invest? Should I buy some? Should I whatever? And he'll tell them, hey, you know, buy some of this and hold it. Mm-hmm. And people just seem to be unable to do that. And it seems to be that people are either wanting to gamble, like like you just pointed out how ridiculous that is. I want this to more than multiply 100 times. But they're not trying to gamble. Yeah, well, see, they see it as it's it's literally gam- like it's that same desire. That same, I want to win big money. I want big money now. I want... Right. But, you know, and right. that's not investing, right? That's it's not true. smart, safe investing. True. But then it's on the true. other side, anybody who is a smart, safe investor goes, eh, it's too risky. There's other smart, safe investments. I can go buy stocks. So it seems that true. people will fall fall off to either side and not do the smartest possible thing you could do with cryptocurrencies. Just just buy buy some and hold on to it. Just, just get a chunk. They go to stocks because they probably feel more comfortable. Like they, they gotta know you gotta know something. You gotta know something about stocks for you to want to just jump to that. Because yeah, everybody's not just gonna want to go to stocks if you don't know nothing about that. You're in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, there's an easy way to to buy the stock market. You can buy Vanguard, S and P five hundred. It's V O O. You and just, the index funds. And yeah, you can just buy that. And yeah. well, yeah, and that's. But I mean, you have yeah. to be like, like you said, you have to be have some level of knowledge or education right. you have to educate because that stuff is going to matriculate regardless yeah you know? yeah so you you i mean as long as the stock market doesn't disappear then right. <laughs> you should be that's the safest way you can go proven over the last hundred years okay so yeah, and that always that, that's always successful at the end of the day is what it sounds like right you got youtube tv no check I out go, um uh, what is it uh titans uh the rise of wall street okay so it takes you back from J.P. Morgan back in the day, his father. All right, yeah. Up until uh, right now, they're up to uh, Michael Michael Milken and uh, Ivan Bolsky. Okay. So it's just, That's I mean, the stories of the people. Yeah, they don't in go into a lot of technical detail with regard to you know the, the, the trades and whatnot, but you get the history of yeah. the stock market of Wall Street and how yes. you know New York took it away from London. 
Because mm-hmm. London at one point was the financial capital of the world in yeah. the 1800s, right, whatever, and right. how we took it. I like all those movies, it. man. Yeah. I like all nah, the all, all of the Wall Streets. I like all those movies. Yeah. You know, but when it comes to that stuff, that's the you know, it's a different that's a different game plan too. I think to jump on Emmett's train of thought. So there's the people that want to gamble and they actually don't think it's gambling. They think they're being smart investors, oddly. Right. right. They and then there's the people that are already investing in stocks that are too scared to go into crypto. So it's a weird that's like it encompasses probably ninety nine percent of all people. Yeah. Probably. I don't I don't know. But so well, then I, you get, I was just knowing because over the years you keep telling people, hey, do this. So like just buy some and hold on to it. And nobody seems to be able to do it. Like they just they fall one way or the other. Yeah. So and even what's, what's the clear cut difference in 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 like crypto and stocks? Is there is there a clear cut like, okay, this does this like you don't want to hold on to you know, I'm not uh, you know. Uh crypto if um cryptos are should be built on a blockchain. I'm I'm being careful on my wording because some some cryptos are centralized, so their 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 software underneath is not decentralized like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Most, I would say, probably 95, 99% of all cryptocurrencies are true blockchains, but there's some that aren't true cryptocurrencies, in my opinion. When I say uh-huh. cryptocurrency, I want it to be decentralized. Like what? Give me one example. Ripple. Are you holding on to that? Ripple. That's what, I, that's what really? I want to understand. I, I do. I have some Ripple. Um, because I feel like they could, they could be the stepping stone for the government. And I like if the government wants a centralized coin, then I want to be there to hold that coin ahead of time. Do I think it's the future? I don't think so. But in okay. that, so I'm making a educated bet, I guess. So meaning, within hopefully that's one of the ways it could go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to get past the okay. SEC first, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which so they got to get through that lawsuit. Like, are you holding on to the cryptos, or are you tra- getting them and trading them? Or is oh, crypto, oh, is so like, you're okay. Like you get stock. Some stocks you get, you might hold for however long. You know, that might mm-hmm. be your long term investment. Some stocks you might get, and when you see, you know, you see some a surge or whatever, then you might want to trade it. Crypto is that the same situation, or is it like you're just trading it? You're getting no. It, I'm not. It? I'm just holding. Okay, so you're holding um, everything, or I'm not sure if you're in stocks. So, you're just talking crypto. I have some stocks, but very little now. I used to have, uh, at one point, <laughs> stocks used to be uh, 10 times bigger than my crypto, and now my crypto is Ten times nine, 99 oh, times. Okay. Well, wow. I did I did pull out some of my stocks because of the timing, but- uh, Did you reinvest some of the stock in crypto? Is that was that like a there know? was a move on that too okay um but yeah, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't want to don't want to tell your it, hand but it kind of seems like you kind of just ah, 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 it, quick it, little switch. crypto's probably i don't i don't know then uh it, it's vastly bigger than my stock portfolio now gotcha um i suggest but, to everyone but because it's grown so much over the years and that's what i've been telling people just buy and hold yeah. now i do the, what's the end game i do think crypto i theorize crypto will take over the world i think it will touch everything i think okay. it will be i think it will be like if you said 25, 30 years ago, everyone will have a cell phone. That's what crypto is going to be. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, another okay. 25 years or less. Hopefully, I hope in 15 years, everyone will be dealing with crypto, whether they know it or not, or whether they care or not. It's going to be crypto. Underneath. You think there won't be any more dollar bills? I, that is a huge question. Um, I don't know how you, that's going to You mean physical out. bills or U.S. dollars? Oh yeah. Okay. So you can have digital U.S. dollars. Right? Well, um, I can okay. sell you. I can vend right, right, right. Zell, Zell, Zell. Um yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Phys- just physical. Uh, I because I feel like once it's once it's all you know digital anyway, mm-hmm. 
something about that still feels like it's it's tangible, right? You what happened, man? I don't. I, I mean, me personally, I don't. I don't think it's gonna go away for a long time because you know you got that grandma who's gonna hold it under the underneath the mattress, the pillow, and, and people. You know, it's just. I can, it's, I can tell you why uh, physical bills are gonna hang around for a while. Because we still have fucking pennies, and those are so worthless. <laughs> oh my god, they're so worthless. <laughs> you have no idea what those are. Oh my god. What what can you even buy for less than a dollar these days? Like it's really hard to think of something. Like, sauce you, of Popeyes. Yeah, if you have a dollar bill, <laughs> an add-on, it's hot yeah. sauce. <laughs> yeah, if you have a whole dollar bill, it is very hard to think of what. There's very That's few true. things left you can buy. I feel like it'll be faster than we think, though. So I think. How many people have used some type of form of payment on their phone or some type right, of credit card? Do. Credit card's already digital. <laughs> right. So we're not very far off, I think. Well, I, feel- I think we just have more and more way options to do it. I don't think it necessarily kills the old ways. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So so like when Vanilla Ice was rolling in his 5.0 with his <laughs> drop top down in Miami, it was inconceivable that in the future everybody would be walking around with a freaking computer in their pocket. Nobody would thought that would be possible. Right, that's true. But- there's still dudes that drive Mustangs. That's true. That's <laughs> so, true. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, so oh. I, I think we have more and more, you know, advances and sophistication and technology. I think the old stuff doesn't, it gets minimized, but it doesn't die away as quickly as. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I yeah. think, I think you're broadly right that, you know, the future is changing faster and. Cause people just need money for resources or whatnot. It's, it's not like you don't need the, you don't need the physical, you don't need the physical money. You don't really need money unless there's a resource for it. Mm-hmm. That's like what Elon Musk said, like money's a database for, you know, for resources and stuff like that. Like for resource allocations, that's what it is. If, if you got money and you're on a, on an Island, you can't do nothing with it. You, you have to yeah. be able to get stuff if you can't resource the money. So it's kind of one of those things. But I think even a better analogy is look at books. Mm, Look at true. how long, you know, when Gutenberg or whatever name came out with the printing press, we still have books. I yeah. mean, I, I do like I'm a firm believer in the blockchain and crypto like Lim, but I think it's going to be a while before we lose money, like physical That's dollars. That's you know true. what I mean? Because it's, it's it, you know, there's nothing like reading a book. No, you know, and, we, and there's nothing like counting count some yeah, stacks. I feel you. you know, yeah. there, there's something to, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you can't throw digital at a stripper. Because, you know? I mean, you can't Venmo the stripper. Yeah, you feel me? Cash app. Cash app, baby. Right. Yeah, I know, right? You know? But, um, you know, because I, I think it's just until we all get there as a society, mm-hmm. globally, you know what I mean? Until we all can understand, not necessarily fully understand the ins and outs of the technology, but get get a better grasp of it. Right. Money ain't going away. No, you know? that's true. That's yeah. true. What's the uh, question? What's a good start if you wanted to uh, if you wanted to tell somebody that didn't know anything about crypto? Like, what's a good start to invest? I think kind of that, like I don't want to say because you were talking about like dollars on YouTube. So kind of same question, but with yeah, crypto. Yeah. I would say start? if if a complete beginner, just go on Coinbase, create an account, which mm-hmm. I think they ask for your driver's license. It's just like a bank account, mm-hmm. and then after that, if um, Whatever there, I always tell people always invest with a disposable income. So if you could disposably throw away a hundred dollars, invest a hundred dollars. If okay. you could throw away a thousand dollars, then invest a thousand dollars. And then for now, I would just suggest Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just invest maybe, I would say 70, I would suggest 75% in Ethereum and 25% to Bitcoin. So if you have a thousand dollars, put 750 in Ethereum, 250 in Bitcoin. And then I, I think I like how Emmett says, and uh, just hold, and yeah, then, and then just try hold. hold, try holding for six months and see where, what, how you feel about it. Um, okay. I would suggest you, uh, once you get comfortable, you want to 
uh, try to use buy once, doggy coins. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. Okay. Once you understand so enough <laughs> and are no, no safe Dogecoin. Once you hopefully have done your research and start to understand more after six months, hopefully by that time you're going to be like, holy shit, this is the future. I need to buy more. Mm. So then try to get in as much disposable income as you so can. So it's just that simple. You just made it that simple. You just get it in hold. It's not, you're not out here playing. It's no, not, no, not the wild, no, wild no. west. And, and, on top, and, and on top of that, anybody that I, I theorize 99% of people that tell you they're day trading with crypto, I bet you none of them have made more made more than me by holding smart i get it so many people have tried to do day day trading you lose you win some and you lose some mm-hmm. holding is just kind of easy you just buy and hold and you and it's going to go up no matter how you slice it exactly and and the big thing is you want to wait for those bull runs the bull runs is those moments where it goes parabolic mm-hmm. if you hold for two three five years seven years you're going to hopefully be able to hit two or three bull runs and that's the big money making time and your thousand can turn into all types of t- yep. tens of thousands possibly turn, right? turn into 50 yep. grand yeah and yeah. now's yeah. a good time to buy 50 grand yeah i mean it's it's crazy a thousand dollars yeah it's crazy because it multiplies like other good investments right like, like stocks and stuff right? stocks will go up you have a good year you got 10 your theorem so your theorem and uh ethereum and bitcoin, bitcoin. yeah it's not it's not a game i heard but everybody may see, it seem like bitcoin was kind of uh but it's, it's still cool uh, that that's interesting. I haven't. I I do agree with that. Uh, I I feel like <laughs> I feel like, and, and this is I don't know nothing about yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, Bitcoin's kind of it was the grandfather, so it's it has the original like if you want to call it a 1.0 code version. Right. All these new coins came out, and they have like a 2.0 or even a 3.0, depending on how you want to view it. I view Ethereum as a 2.0, mm. um, and Ethereum is actually potentially going to be changing to a 3.0 later this year. So. Bitcoin's, I think it's its strength, but also its crutch. Bitcoin wants to stay 1.0. Mm. There is power to that, but there's also flaws to that. So depending on what f- side of the fence you are, uh, I think Ethereum is superior, but I understand people that hope. I, yeah, Bitcoin. I don't even understand it. I just, I heard people say that for some reason, because I guess it was, it didn't cost so much and now it costs so much or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a any- diesel truck. Are they doing any smart contracts on Bitcoin yet, or is that coming? They have, well, they have a, a bunch of layer two stuff, which uh-huh. is kind of similar to that, where you, so there's Bitcoin's 1.0 blockchain, and then people are building software. Okay. Kind of on layer out, two? Yeah, okay. outside, okay. but touching yeah. it. Okay. And so you could kind of get those things done with that. But there's. But it's still a lot, it's, it's still a lot slower than ETH though, right? There, yeah, I think you got to. There's different ways of they have to programmatically like probably I'm I'm speaking beyond my knowledge to some degree. I yeah. think they probably have to escrow some of that funds to make sure that smart contract. If someone questions that smart contract, hey, is there enough money in there? Then they could say, oh yeah, there's an escrow of yeah, X yeah, amount of dollars yeah. in there. Do you put a goal? Do you put any goals with the crypto and stuff like that? Like, do you say, you know, I want this to hit a certain amount, or is your goal to literally like I'm just I'm just gonna hold? There's. Is there a five-year plan, a 10-year plan? Is it's pro- something, probably something for your kids that you want to use for your college fund, their college fund or something like that? Or For me personally, uh, there's an X dollar amount in there. Uh, oh, wow. as, as there's, a, there's a dollar amount once I reach that, then right. I'll probably pull, you'll pull out, pull out some. Got you. The funny thing from a theoretical standpoint, if I'm sitting here and saying the crypto is the future, mm-hmm. why would I ever want to pull some out? And I, I actually, are, I, yeah. I mentally battle myself. I'm like, right. 
torn at when that moment comes where I'm like, oh shit, I got that much money. I got to pull it out. And or it's I in should. an account. So you can still use it for things Like you can book stuff with your crypto. You can. Um, but once I pull it out, then like, just say, for example, just what if, mm-hmm. say you bought one Ethereum for $2,500, just say what if today, okay. Okay. five years from now that has turned from $2,500, five years from now, it is 75,000. Okay. from that $2,500 investment or whatever, okay. would you be inclined to pull it out? Or you think at that point it could go up to 200,000. So, right. So it's, it's, it, you're, it's one of those things. It's like, it's really pointless. You're just going to watch it grow. Yeah. There's no drawback to this. Like this is just the, the hottest stuff smoking and there's, yeah. there's no, it's no, it's no negative, nothing. It's always the just negative. The negative thing is just if there's whales out there playing the market or if regulations can slow it down, that's real. I don't think, regulations could ever stop it because this is literally an unstoppable gotcha. global phenomenon gotcha. that yeah. the government can't stop. They could hurt it. They could like try to cut the backbone internet off East West coast. I get what, and you're saying. I get what you're saying. They could try to hurt it. Yeah. That might hurt for a couple of years. People will be like, Oh fuck crypto because the government says it's bad. But eventually the programmers and all these smart people are like, no, this is good shit. This is really I mean, fantastic. Talk about this is the biggest boom since the boom. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Like it's, it's a trillion dollar situation now. And, and well, it's over. It is more than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Hit the trillion dollar mark. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. No, I'm it, sure. It, it's already, I think uh, Bitcoin is the, uh, what was the term? The biggest uh, finan- market cap? The biggest financial gain from, uh, shit, what was the wording? The biggest multiplier of all time. Bitcoin was? Oh, if you had bought some early. Yeah. There's never yeah, been heard, anything ever. Mm-hmm. Like that, it. Like you could have bought, um, I don't know, like a home and then wait. Well, shit. That could have bought Qualcomm stock. Yeah, but it's never, ever reached the... the so this is killing all of the old them. school. If I would have bought Microsoft, if I would have bought Disney, this is this is killing that. Bitcoin is already... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always hear those articles like, if you had owned $100 worth of Amazon stock back in 2005. Okay. Right? Yeah. So nothing multiplies up as fast as crypto? Now, there's dudes that become billionaire, billionaires off of that. Um, I'm trying to think. There was one guy, I think he put in like, 8,000, then he dropped another eight or something like 16, 20. And mm-hmm. the dude, I, I can't remember what, what crypto that was. And crypto has yeah. been out for what? Since 2012? 2009, technically. 2009, yeah. technically. Oh, okay. So it's hit 11 years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But see this, the other mistake that people make is they always think about, well, shoot, if I had bought it in 2009, I'd be rich, but I missed it. You haven't missed it. You just got to wait for the next 10 years. Yeah, it's the same. And, and, and not, yeah. not only that. <laughs> you just got to get in the game. You, yeah. You, let's say you bought it for 10 cents. Would you have sold it at $50? Would you have sold it at 100 Yeah. Or about 1000 right. Yeah. Right. Yep. You once know. You, once you see it winning. Imagining that you would have held till it got to sixty or 70000 is insane. And then another important Nobody thing. Nobody would do that. Nobody. That's I, that. If, if you got in for that low, you would have been out at like $80, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but, but why do people feel they have to pull it all out? I don't understand. Like, why right. can't like, you, 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 you get to 10,000? Yeah, yeah, yep. You, yeah. You, you pull more out, right? You know, yeah. there's yeah. no way that you hold on to all of it or even and a significant amount. You do if you believe it's going to keep growing. Right. That's true. I, I, I that guess, sense. but that's too easy to say knowing what we know about Bitcoin. Oh, okay. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. If, I'll just keep holding it. To, to kind of answer both <laughs> Emmett and, and Joe on that. Maybe I, I think like if you, let's say you hypothetically get to the point where you have $4 million in crypto, let's just say hypothetically, mm-hmm. would you pull out 2 million or 1 million to enjoy life? So I think that's, I think to answer which both. Is, which 
is the answer that you would or the answer is that you wouldn't? I, I think to each their own to some degree, right, well, course, but for, as we're sitting here and we, I, I think I, I, I would pull, I would pull. Yeah. Probably pull out a little bit and live. <clears throat> right. Which is what you were kind of saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you have some sort of goal. You have some sort of goal with, with what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Another, I forget if it's Emmett or I that came up with this. I, I'm thinking it might've been Emmett. The other factor on the crypto thing. So even if you, if you bought at $2,500, Ethereum goes up to $50,000 and then you sold out, you made $50,000. Or four thousand seven hundred fifty thousand. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> made a big old chunk of money. You made a chunk of money, but then at that moment you're like sitting. You also had the other investments do well or whatever. And just say you're sit, whatever. You're sitting on a hundred thousand dollars just at this at that moment. Mm-hmm. At that moment, what you could try to maybe buy. You can't even buy a house, really. No. You, Where? Yeah. You, Cars are depreciating. How, so how much of them houses in Beaverton, man? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, way more, way more than Vegas. Dude. Exactly. <laughs> right. So then, yeah, no, hundred thousand. Yeah, so, you yeah, can't yeah. Do nothing with so that. even let's say stocks, you could throw in stocks, but then the 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 mindset to say, I already pulled out a crypto. Why would I put it back in? But crypto is outpacing stocks, outpacing homes, outpacing everything. So even though you could take a look at, yeah, you pulled out five, you pulled out 50,000 and then Ethereum already went up, but you could put it back in. Yeah, sure. You could have had, is that a starting over situation too? You've, I wouldn't, I, I think the mindset, a lot of people think of that, but, but it's not, you you're, shouldn't. you're starting from the same place the minute you put it back in. That's how I think you should look at it. Okay. That's a lot of people. That's fail, what it sounds like. A lot of people fail to think like, Oh, I pulled it out. I need to quit. I'm done. Like, well, can I you do that with the ripple when I was right? It's for the record. <laughs> so some I of them, correct. some of the crypto, because there's so many crypto, yes. there's so yeah. many yeah. cryptocurrencies now. I got to play so the WSOP. I got to, have a, <laughs> I got to buy a car. You know, I have no results. But, but there's no other asset that multiplies as much as crypto, right? Or nothing is beating crypto. So you might as well just get back in crypto. That okay. is, I think that's a fallacy for many people when they, They've bought crypto, they sold, and they're like, oh, I already sold, I can't get back in. Like, no, get back in, you you should. If you happen and to sell on, right. yeah, you want some. That's not like, it's not like gambling. Like you can, you make a good bet, you get the money, and it's like, okay, I'm never gonna do this again, because you could potentially lose. But this right. is, sounds like it's just a win-win situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in my you opinion, invest, yes. You invest in Liam coin, you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. When it comes to those, how do you pick which one too? So basically, Bitcoin and Ethereum are, that's like Jordan and LeBron. It's, it doesn't get no better. It's and a great then, analogy. And, yeah. and then the other ones, you have to kind of, you have to do your homework and figure out, Correct. you know, their returns and things like that. Okay. I, I would, for me, I look at the white paper, what they're doing. The white paper is like a technical layout of how their blockchain works. Mm-hmm. I would read that. But I mean, I know people aren't, tech, a lot of people aren't technical. So I would suggest look at their Reddit community, look at their online community, look at their website look at uh what press they have but also look at their developing uh team if uh, that one stuff github has a number uh github is an open source cryptocurrency if it's a good cryptocurrency should be open source mm-hmm. go to github look at their developer account compare that to ethereum developer account compare that to bitcoin ev- developer account that's i feel i'm biased because i'm a software developer got you but if you look at the history if you actually look at the statistical numbers of developers in uh ethereum or bitcoin and watch the and you take that chart of developers mm-hmm. and with the value 
they actually match each other pretty okay. pretty good. It's it's if you amazing. Have a coin, if you have those that are averaging thirty points, why would you want to go get something else that's averaging fifteen or something like that just because you can? Are you are you saying as in just like you know like Jordan? You got Jordan, LeBron as Bitcoin and Ethereum. You know, no, because pe- people want to buy the rookie cheap and hope that this rookie is going to put up a hundred point game. Oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha. So that's right. the gamble. Some people want to buy that cheap coin, or they think it's a cheap coin, and hopefully it'll. It'll start doing numbers like that, but yeah. still nothing has. Um, if you want to do it, you can split it up and go have a big chunk of the safe ones, mm-hmm. and then play a little bit with whatever you want to. And the other ones, so the other ones are more more like you can you kind of you can trade them and do, they they won't be the long term investments. Is that kind of what it seems like? There are or they possibly could be. They could they start be. Doing but that. I mean, yeah. the other thing I, I you want you might want to look at factor too is like, do they actually do something? Do they solve a problem? You know, there's yeah. other coins. I mean, those two are, you know, the LeBron and uh, um, the Jordan. But there's other things coming out. But there's a lot of shill coins, a lot of shit coins. And you want to do your research. Like you said, look at the team, look at their discord and all the, uh, all the other things. Because there's a lot of information out there, you know. Okay. But you want to, you know, if you're looking at something, you want to actually like, do they actually do something? Are they going to solve a problem? Mm. You know, I didn't even think about how it can that. they be tangible to the rest of society, to the rest of the world? You know, okay. and Bitcoin, Ethereum, they, you know, they serve a purpose. And there's other coins out there that aren't there yet that hopefully will, but that are actually looking to solve a problem and actually do something. And there are things out there that don't do shit. And everybody's hoping I can get in for cheap, catch the wave and get out. Okay. You know, so you have, you have a few of those that are, that you're just going to catch the wave. And you, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I, I would, I've been telling some people try to get about 90 to 95% of your portfolio into it. Uh, of your crypto portfolio into Bitcoin and Ethereum, and then spend 5% on those d- darts. You're throwing some, gotcha. hoping for some long bullseye. Just pick some other ones and throw uh, whatever 5%. Then you'll learn if it's worth it or not. Yeah. So you've got out of some, you've, you've definitely got out of some cryptos or you hold everything. Um, What's that one? Eternity? Eternity, EOS. Uh, oh, some of the, EOS, when the yeah. project, it looked like it was a good project and then their developers or their team, whatever fell apart. So then I pulled out at some gotcha. of those. Gotcha. Yeah. That's dope. It's turned into a crypto talk. <laughs> hey, man, I learned more in that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah. good. That's good. All right. Next question. What's the biggest problem for humans and what do we do to fix it? The biggest problems for humans. Mm. What do we do to fix them? <laughs> no pressure. Man, that's a huge question. That's the, that's the, that's that end of the world <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and it doesn't help uh we we're already over three hours if you want to go quick you can if you want to oh, go long no, yeah. <clears throat> uh, man i gotta think about that one what's the biggest problems for humans hmm. damn they want to say ourselves you know, damn they <laughs> we could get rid of all these people <laughs> well no just it kind of like, like your own you know how people say like you're you're you are your own worst enemy uh i don't know self-doubt self you know well, the biggest, maybe not having enough belief in in yourself or having enough belief, yeah, probably I would probably say something like that, because mm. you know self esteem is one of those things that is huge. Uh, suicide rates are going crazy, mm. so maybe the biggest problem in humans is actually not believing in yourself and not loving yourself and not taking yourself seriously. Mm. Um, what to do to solve that? I mean, I could go cliche and say pray. Believe in God, believe in something higher source than yourself. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that's Oh, are we losing our religion and leading to higher suicide rates? 
I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to say that. Yeah, I don't want to say that the people that are that are you know killing themselves don't believe in God or something like that. I, 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 who am I to to say that? I don't know. But um, I, I know in the uh, I grew up Catholic boy and uh, mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church, uh, suicide is your ticket to hell. Right, right. And you're going you're going straight straight there, no chaser. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just the biggest biggest humans humans biggest problems would probably just be not believing in yourself and not you know not loving yourself not because how are you gonna love other people if you don't love yourself cool okay sounds good next question what it's your favorite food or dish my favorite food or dish um i don't want to go cliche like i love chicken it's a heavy hitter question here <laughs> um, do, you, do you love chicken I mean, it's all right. We had we had like a ten minute discussion about ooh, fried ooh, ooh. chicken or some shit. The one part, yeah, yeah. You uh, might get great. banned. You're going along the racist lines. You might get banned. Uh oh, YouTube. All right, you know. Just give me a big pack, uh, a big a big bowl of watermelon and some chicken. <laughs> uh, uh, who doesn't like watermelon? I mean, I guess to be a I guess you can say. <laughs> I like steak. I like steak. I like uh, I like steak. I like uh, seafood and stuff like that. So I'll say nice. maybe steak and lobster, surf and mm, turf. Like a like porterhouse. That. What kind of steak? Yeah, porterhouse works. That works. You got a favorite steak joint in Vegas? SDK. Nice. Mm. All right. SDK. Final question. Shout out two friends that you think should do this podcast. Um, I'll shout out uh, Verse the Legend. You know, my artist. He's uh, and he's also an author. Very uh, very intelligent intelligent guy and um hmm, somebody else that should come do this podcast uh-huh. they got to be down see verse could sit down for three hours so now mm. i gotta think who could sit down for three hours and want to rock <laughs> want to rock out hey it flew by though you didn't know you were down here for three hours. Nah, yeah not not at all you feel me because yeah you know, like i said y'all good people um i just keep it in house man mozzie and verse man awesome you know what I'm saying? I'll, shout out shout out mozzie shout out verse all right, right. Cheers, we see you guys coming in. Thank you so That's much, Jesus. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Joe, can you show a picture of his empty chair? At the end <laughs> yeah, of this yeah. <laughs> Man, thanks for having me, you guys. For real. No doubt. Thank no you. Doubt. Thanks for coming through.